this program contains mature subject matter. Including maladjusted youth, masochistic hillbillies, and the excitement of the price is right. It may be deemed inappropriate for our younger viewers. Viewer discretion advised. I would like, if I may, to take you on a strange journey. <laughs> Choice. I could put on these glasses or start eating that trash can. You maniacs! What is a man? When we are successful, we will be. We have a real chance with this. seem to have much if any reasoning power and how does this spread you're so full of shit i'm saying the same Everybody damn thing all day gets up tell me something i don't know asshole i've just been informed that we are going off the air want to hear something that really sucks I'm switching over to the emergency broadcasting system you guys know that that chick at dairy queen i don't know when we'll be back on the air. fat one yeah and until then i john just a, a she was coming over tonight I would tap that shit for sure. Bart, dude, everybody's dead, okay? Your mom's dead. Your brother's dead. That fat chick at Dairy Queen. What a pleasure it's been to dead. report the news to you these past 26 years. God bless you. Yeah. God bless you. That sucks too. Hell is overflowing. And Satan is sending his dead to us. Why? Because you have sex out of wedlock. You kill unborn children. You have men-on-man relations. Same-sex marriage. How do you think your God will judge you? There is no more room in hell. The dead will walk the earth. And right on cue, the snow came down in the mini-ocalypse, and this is episode 68 for Behind the Schemes, November 1st, 2021, and I am Booberry, Mothman of the Mini-ocalypse. And coming all the way from way the hell over here on the bereft coast, where we have all kinds of people participating in extramarital affairs, and you can have weed delivered to your door like a pizza. My name is Lavish. And joining us officially as a new member of the roster for Behind the Schemes, we have Quirkus back for action. The Quirkus. Indeed. Thank you. It is a pleasure to be back with the Black Knight and the Lavish. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Uh, I have to apologize for some reason. My clean feed mute was not working, and my mic was transmitting. I realized that's all good. I uh, I got it all muted over here. I got the buttons. Okay. <laughs> it worked last time. That's all I can tell you. 
So yeah. oh, it'll never Good. work the same way twice. Just yeah. so thanks. you know, that's the first thanks. thing you got to learn about audio. Yeah. Thanks for rolling with the punches, guys. I hope uh, I didn't ruin that intro for you. The number, the number one key around here is not consistency. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the antithesis the of consistency. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yes. yes. What was that uh, clip from? Do you want to say or leave the mystery up to? That is from the, the Zack Snyder remake of Dawn of the Dead from 2003, oh, which yeah. I would argue is one of the better zombie movies that come out in the last uh, 20 years or so. Yeah, that's I I remember that hearing that it's just been a while that is a great clip it's a great movie it's one of my favorites mm-hmm. as so many of yours one. are yes oh we like to fling around a lot of cinema around these parts but that movie has <laughs> so many great people in it it's it's a really well cast movie and a lot of people went on to be very very famous it's got the dad from modern family in it i forget his name but uh yeah Some slime ball <laughs> Yeah, whoever that guy is. And then you've got the guy who went on to be in, uh, what was it, uh, House of Cards. The guy who played Doug Stamper Kevin in House of Cards. S- Kevin, oh, no. Not Spacey, but yeah, the no, guy who um, played like his weasel right-hand man. Yeah, Michael. Ugh, um, I forget. He played it really well. But there are, mm-hmm. there are a lot of really great, great people in that movie. Anyway, yeah, yeah. I, I do remember that one. They were in a mall. I think they were in a mall for that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. mm-hmm. remake of the second of uh, George Romero's zombie films, Dawn of the Dead. It was pretty intense. Yes. I think it was filmed in 1978. I've been to that mall. It's uh, oh, a yeah? Pittsburgh. Yeah, ah. sweet. It's, it's hard to tell what they were or which, which areas of the mall that they were filming in, just because so much of it has been remodeled. But I did get a T-shirt. <laughs> from the video game store that said, nice. when there is no more room in hell, the dead will walk them all. <laughs> of course they had to monopolize on that. How could you not? <laughs> oh, come on. It's a mall, for God's sake. Hashtag, yeah. do it. Hashtag I would. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag me as well. Didn't it have a fountain? Because in the movie, I think it had a fountain. No? Uh, like a, a stone or granite everybody fountain? Everybody had to get rid of Maybe all their I'm fountains. Thinking- Too many people are bathing in them. So you can't have them anymore. I could have sworn that one did. Maybe I'm thinking of a, yeah, maybe I'm thinking of another zombie flick. Hmm. Anyway. We did the first one. The first, uh, was it Day of the Dead? Hmm. Uh, And we we did it in high school as a a play. And it was a lot of fun. We had a lot of like raw ham and shit that we would stuff in people's uh, costumes. And we would eat each other. Rancid. uh, (laughs) it It was cool and it was also kind of gross. Yes. But it was a lot of fun. But and, it's real. Uh, yeah. Real yeah. rotting flesh in in the production. You just in a real intimate that. space. You're really watching someone feast on someone else right in front of you. It's, oh. it's a visceral experience. Yes. I can imagine and how much fun you might have had with all that theater makeup. Indeed. Oh, yeah. That too. Just buckets of blood. <laughs> <laughs> always. Always blood pills. <laughs> always that shit. Yes. And, have fun with that. And those zombie movies are the foundation of, of basically all zombie movies that have come since. The George Romero trilogy is is the he rock is. upon which the zombie church is built. <laughs> it's true. And, yeah, what he did with film is highly inspirational. So it stands to reason. On every mm-hmm. level, every, every uh, aspect of filmmaking... He really gave a lot of thought to. 
it, it comes across in his films. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. He, he kind of transports you in, I feel. Mm. You know, the first time I ever saw one of his films, it was like, I'm there and I'm dying. <laughs> it was really <laughs> scary. <laughs> This is a perfectly apropos topic because of the topic yes. that we'll be talking about later, which is it's Day of the Dead, Dia de los Muertos. Dia de los today. Muertos. Sí, si, sí. Si. Uh, very, very exciting stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. So that'll be, and of I course, think so. it's all about celebrating the dead and spending time with them, literally going to the cemetery and having a picnic over at your great grandpa's grave and saying hi to him and remembering him, you know, that sort of mm -hmm. thing. That's what it's all about. But before we do that, we should probably take a peeky-poo at our tarot card of the evening. Uh, you yes, said, indeed. You said peeky-poo. <laughs> Let us embark upon the tarot realm. For, indeed. For tonight, we drew from the Lion Strider deck, the Queen of Swords. The Queen of Ooh. Swords. That is sweet. That's a sweet draw. Whether you yes. believe in tarot or not, that's still a sweet draw. I like this card. Uh, it's, again, like I said, it's from the Lion Strider deck. Uh, the the queen featured. She has what at first appears to be very soft features, but there's a certain sternness about her, mm. and like she's ready to <laughs> strike at any moment. But she'll also hear you out. Let's see what uh, keywords we got: intelligence, independence, introspection, reliability, coldness, criticism, and judgment. Mm. Of all the that queens, is... the Queen of Swords, Line Strider Tarot, is perhaps the most intelligent and practical. Her mind is always clear and her judgment is not clouded by emotion or sentimentality. With her clear gaze and her sword pointed toward the sky, this queen is ready to lead you sternly to victory. Overall, this is a very positive card, talking about growth and self-mastery that will help us. You can see this card appear with when a certain situation urges you to control your mind and bring information and sanity into that situation instead of empathy and intuition. Hmm. Evelyn. Evelyn? Evelyn. Don't ask me to explain it. I get this okay. uh I get Very these well. I get these thoughts that come in and I got Evelyn. Anyway, right. doesn't mean anything necessarily. Just thought I'd share it. Might mean something to somebody. You never know. You know. It's a beautiful mm -hmm. name. And I was thinking of it and visualizing what you were saying. And the name Evelyn came through with well, a Y. This girl written in my book here that you gave me, Quirk S, and she looks mm -hmm. like an Evelyn. Lit, light mm -hmm. glints off her sword and crown, showing a, a relationship between truth, which is the light of the sun, her thoughts, which is her crown, and her actions, which is her sword. She is mm -hmm. slightly on guard, but not so much that she is fearful of the world. And uh, she's with a cat. And the cat represents her ability to tread lightly. <laughs> Interesting. I cool. Did it myself. And she's that is nice. A bunch of I doves like are around her, so it's peace, but it's also like, don't fuck yeah. with me, but also peace. I like it. <laughs> That's Queen of Swords, yes. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Indeed, a beautiful, uh, beautiful card, and a beautiful sentiment. And I hope that everybody out there is, is feeling their queen of swords and is healthy, wealthy, wise, and, uh, and steadfast against the enemies out there. 
She knows when to avoid trouble and simply finds a clever way to get through it. She likes honesty and frankness, and her observations are impartial, but she never, uh, but she will never mm-hmm. hurt anyone. The Queen of Swords is always fresh with her outspokenness and no pretense. She does sound like the mighty ideal dame. <laughs> Shall I read the interpretation from my dark wood tarot, which Lavish so generously gifted me? So, Queen of Swords, the articulator, the witty Queen of Swords knows the pen is mightier than the sword. Her butterflies are symbols of transformation and the spiritual world. On their migratory path, monarchs use the Earth's jet stream to cross continents. Your thoughts and words move quickly. Words craft a wicked magic. They inform you how you feel while affecting the feelings, opinions, and emotions of others. She is mature feminine energy, a person who uses brain power to gather the best of any situation. Her broad experience seeks truth. She is you when you've said exactly what was on your mind with no reservations. She can cut to the heart of the matter without seeing see, uh, seeming curt. Pardon me. Her sense of humor is witty and direct. She is found on mountain peaks, on windy beaches, and in dramatic landscapes where earth meets sky. The meaning is articulate, mature female who expresses thoughts and ideas without reservation. Quick-witted, pointed, and searing. Gift of language and expression. A fabulous conversationalist with the ability to speak to anyone, anywhere, and in any situation. Which is actually how I see both of you, to be honest. Yeah. It's true. It's true. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. We don't recognize yeah. gender norms in these parts. <laughs> we don't recognize anything. We're very confused people. Yeah. Just creatures and scalies alike. I look mm-hmm. up, I got a little mirror sitting underneath my desk. I'm like, holy fuck. Oh, okay. What the hell? Holy. Oh, God. Get out of here. This is my house. Get out of here, death. <laughs> Get out of here. Get out of here. Do you find me repulsive? Yes. <laughs> You opened the box. I came. Uh. And there was a synchronization there, gentlemen. There was quite a synchronization in that interpretation, which I will refer to later when we are Ah, diving deep within Put it in your pocket, my friend. Very nice. Yes, it is in my mental pocket. Ding. Is right. Mm, We have a lot of good interpretations. It's nice to go through all of them. Oh, my goodness. I just realized something. Quirk S, do you have a D20? No, I don't. I'm okay. sorry. Just I checking. need a D20. No, no big deal. No big deal. But Gal does. Gal, the hottest bot on the oh, internet. Oh, that's right. Mm-mm-mm. Gal is a hot bot. Oh, yeah. Bot. Which was the first search engine I ever used. Mm. Hot bot. It was a I good bet. one. I remember search one, two, three. Was the <laughs> yeah, that's right. I think we talked about this. Yeah, I'm trying not to do the broken record thing here. Cut me some slack, eh? I'm yeah, new with yeah, this. Yeah. I'm new with this just crap. Rolled a two on a D20. He just got the penultimate uh, critical fail. No deal. No deal, Servo. Got to reroll. I demand a reroll. That's bogus. Yeah, <laughs> slip. That. My hand slip. Fuck that shit. <laughs> that shit. <laughs> Don't beach. Oh, Hitting the. <laughs> Doink. <laughs> Fuck Don't that, re-roll. Nerf. Oh my god, that's me. Yeah, you like that? Fuck that, re-roll. <laughs> yeah, oh. fuck that, re-roll. Putting oh, that energy man. into the dice, aggressive, aggro dice. <laughs> I'm always aggressive towards my dice. I've never nice. been nice to my dice. Yes, well, I imagine yeah. that they give you some 
mighty angsty rolls then. They do. My dice, they, they're not nice. They're not nice dice. They don't, they're well, not to me. getting back what you're putting in it, bud. You know oh, it. God. Okay. I should be better <laughs> to them. Well, they should be better to me and then I'll be better to them. You know, Jesus I see. Anyway, doesn't matter. And if you're listening to the uh, the recorded version of this show and you would like to check out our nice dice, you can go to zososcorner.substack.com. That's uh, Z-O-S-O-S, corner.substack. You can check out our show notes. We've got the episode arts, the tarot card that we just discussed posted there. we got all of our notes, videos, links to the songs. We also list out our Freaks of Hazard on that page uh but first our producers our yes. fantastic producers that come in yes please continue and mighty uh, fine Substack it is the uh, so fine well i i do want to say thank you again to servo for uh, doing some yes. more work on gal over servo. the weekend yes gal is servo. sick gal he is always so hooks sick. us up yeah oh my god Thank you, Servo. I've been kind of in and out and away from the computer for a good chunk of it, so I wasn't quite up to date on everything that had changed. I think it was shortening the Wolfram Alpha command to just exclamation Mm. point Wolfram. Nice. Um, I missed that. Thank you. Oh, thank you. I think that came by request of Tunta, but I could be wrong. Uh, Like I said, I have been kind of all over the place. Oh, alias! All all I did was alias Wolfram. Alias gotcha. Wolfram. We should alias it to like uh, I don't know, titty or something, or like uh, you know, penis. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know what to alias it, but something. I don't know. We'll think of something. He says, "All you did, all you did is one, one line, line of code." code. You've never- done far more than that, sir. <laughs> Servo. It never sir, Servo sir, makes Servo. it look easy. Makes it look Peasy. easy breezy. It never stops at just one line. Of code. You know, I picture Servo, he drives up to the club and he does a span and he, and he parallel parks and he break dances into the club. He's, just, <laughs> yes. he's one of those types of guys, you know, he's just like, and he's like, what? That's just what you do when you go to the club. Yeah, yeah. that I could see Servo being all pop and lock. Yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's yeah. got the moves. He's got the grooves. I know he does. <laughs> He's uh, slinging them all around, and he's very <laughs> humble and modest about it, too. <laughs> yes, he is. Um, this is a value-for-value value production, so we are entirely listener-driven, producer-supported. Uh, we are the public radio, the only independent public radio. That's not true, but we'll hype it up at least. Uh, what else do we... Oh, we didn't have anyone come in this week, but uh, if you would like to help support this show, it, it can come in any fashion, whether that be clips or art or suggestions for stories or clips or uh, monetary donations, all of the ways that you can reach out and contact us. Well, let me back up. All of the ways that you can reach out and touch us, you can find at badradio.live. Reach out and touch us. Reach out yeah. and touch the green room. <laughs> you can go to the site, find that. You can get Boo Berry at Behind the Schemes at ProtonMail.com. You can get me at LavishBlast mm. at gmail.com. And you can call us at 612-263-7999. 612-263-7999. Oh, we went out of order, though. We got to do the... Uh, wait... We're just we're j- it's jazz. We never do. We should never do it the same way twice. We're we're, we're riffing. We're riffing. 
But you riffed out a line. Boost me. Oh, yes. Boost me. Mm. You should head over to uh, <laughs> podcastapps.com. Check out uh, all the new podcasting 2.0 mm. po- uh, podcast apps that they got. I've been, See the future. It's the future, bitch. I've been jumping around uh, CurioCaster and Fountain. Fountain's been tightening up their operation. It's a, it's a fairly fun experience. I had to crash a couple times, but... Uh, you know, it's uh, it's good. I like their transcript feature. It's pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Nice. Nice. How's it going? Uh, congrats on getting the Motu. How's it going with that? Ah, yes. Thank you. Programming uh, the Motu. Yay, congrats. I yes. haven't mm-hmm. even I haven't even touched it. That's how insane okay, yeah. busy this uh, <laughs> uh, is. Is it intimidating? No. Newpodcastapps.com. If I didn't say newpodcastapps.com, that's what I meant. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe I said com. But uh, yes, uh, thank you to everyone that has reached out and supported the show. Uh, I yes. was able to drive about 20 minutes away to go nice pick scoops. up a Motu MK4, which will be integrated into the show over the next uh, couple of weeks or so. Um, there's still a couple of cables that I need to go pick up. Um, also picked up a little baby four-channel mixer so I can get all the music-playing devices hooked up onto one channel and then routed in. So it's a very, very exciting. That that I did purchase with uh, with my own funds, but the Motu came entirely from all the PayPal donations. So I am so incredibly grateful, and uh, and it's so generous that uh, so many people would reach out and help... Uh, fund this purchase that will tighten up the production overhaul and help deliver a tighter and cleaner sound. Thank you for your contributions. Yes, indeed. They are very appreciated. That's the beauty of the value for value system. Any donations you give, you send us $2, $3, it all goes into improving the show, making it better. We don't take it out and go buy a bunch of beer. We fucking put it all (laughs) into the show, 100% of it. Uh, because we want to make this show tighter and sound better, and you know, we don't. So many shows sound like garbage out there. You listen to all these different shows, yeah. and um, we don't want to do that. We they don't, don't seem do to that. be mindful of it. You would think with all the feedback, they would be more mindful of that. Stop spending all your is. fucking donations on hookers and blow. <laughs> That's right. Get some right. Good gear. Get some Just great cut out gear. The hookers. Just focus on blow for a bit. <laughs> And just do that yeah. and, you know, maybe stay at home and, you know, switch back and forth. Whatever. I don't know. Research value audio gear. Phone boy is right. Value for value is a way of life, y'all. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, shit. It's the money. That's where it's at, son. And All that's why we get to say whatever we want. That's why we get to do whatever we want. That's why we get to have complete creative control. Because we don't have any corporate sponsors. We don't have any any people telling us what to do mm-hmm. except except maybe you you can tell us what to do if you, if you send me an email you give us a call if you send us five bucks we'll do whatever you want we'll dance for you we don't care <laughs> do a little I mean, dancing song absolutely yeah did you see what they made booberry made uh, adam and john do all kinds of stuff with the power of producing <laughs> we are here to entertain you that's right all of you <laughs> that was uh, a. <laughs> I, I feel like I almost caused the first argument on no agenda between the uh, the, the the great theremin gate. 
Nice going, Black Knight. What did you do oh, this yeah. time? I love that you <laughs> exposed that JCD has a theremin. You are responsible. And not oh. only, not only did JCD expose like the that. fact that he had a theremin, but he mm-hmm. also took it a step further. And yes, it was a, a gift meant for Adam. Yes. Oh, you know he had to yeah, rub it in his yeah. face. If he's not rubbing oh, something in Adam's you. face, he's not being himself. <laughs> so. So Did I just say that aloud? I hope they don't hear that. <laughs> yeah. I that would. A, I would rub that in Adam's face if that was. What? They had a full five minute theremin conversation. It was it was beautiful. It was yeah, gorgeous. It was uh <laughs> Yeah. It was pretty fun. Here's uh for anyone that didn't catch the no agenda, here's what the gag ended up being. <laughs> John? Oh? Yeah, you did okay on that. That sounded very cool in the mix. <laughs> <laughs> they both did it. <laughs> you have got to play that again in the future. That was so creepy. I, and it was I, fantastic. I, I pulled a couple of clips from it, too. Uh, uh, we can play them a little later. Actually, you know what? No, no, no. We'll play them later. We'll play them later. Right. I, I already got to, I got the closeout for this uh, segment. Already lines up, but yes, uh, value for value. If you, uh, it's not just us. There's so many other shows featured on the No Agenda stream. In fact, all of them are value for value. So <laughs> be sure to reach out and uh, you know support your favorite podcasters today. I do it all the time. Lavish does it. Corcus does it. It's a. Uh, it's all. It's like we're all the trees just, and the bees do it. It's like Let's we're all just it. throwing coins into the wishing well. You know. <laughs> but uh if instead you'd like to maybe throw sats into the wishing well mm, oh well, yes that's right uh here we go boost me bitch <laughs> boost me boost. oh yes boost me do a commercial you're off the artistic roll call every word you say is suspect you're a corporate whore and uh end of story told you who was behind the schemes, but you'll never know who's behind the screens. Call our creep phone now and leave a screen mail. We'll play it on the show. Play it on the show. 612263 SXXY. That's 612 Yes. Six one two two six three seven nine nine nine, and we already have some voicemails lined up for tonight. Ooh, so yes, I think uh, I think we'll do the first two here on the so deck. We, we got a shorty and a longie on deck. Wiener dogs. There we go. Wiener dogs, everybody. <laughs> wiener dogs, ladies and gentlemen. Wiener dogs. Come and get your wiener dogs. Coming in super hot, bacon-wrapped wiener dogs. Thank oh, you, there's got to be a replay of that. I'm sorry. Oh, oh my sorry God. You, podcasts are down. Yes, podcasts are down. Blow me down. Oh, oh my God. Are, are you trying to relay something in Morse code? Are you in trouble, Corkus? I'm telling you that there is some spiritual activity here tonight. It is hot. Oh, my God. Ghosts you have to in, forgive me. in the graveyard. Oh, my Oh, canoodling my streams. I'm <laughs> Tough. Yes, everything is A-OK. Please continue. So they must have had a wiener dog that they launched out of a cannon and it knocked the microphone over. Is what I'm assuming happened. 
You just got wiener dogs. It was just like a thump. Ah. Bam. Actually, there is some trickery afoot is what's happening. That is the second thing to have randomly fallen as if it jumped down to the ground. <laughs> oh, these streams are really eliciting some powerful activity, I swear. Uh, well, maybe we are part of conjuring. It, That's what we're doing here. We're, <laughs> I'm just going to let that one sit. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, we are... We are cunning. Conjuring. We are cunningly conjuring in the green room and far beyond. Mm. Here's our. Uh, We're here, crossing the streams. Here's our next uh, screen now. Maybe. 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 Come for. Oh my god! Ah! <laughs> listen to that horse. Well, I don't have a jingle that says "Listen to that corcus, but that's what I would. Uh, <laughs> Thank that's, you. That's what I'd change it to if I were if I were funny. Had, had some editing skills, nice. or more editing skills than I have. Anyway, um, yeah, you're back. Hey, what a no, what a novel concept. Um, as I, as, I, as I said uh, previously, uh, yeah, just it's, it's it's about practice and confidence, and uh, and <laughs> you did great last week, and clearly Thank good you. enough to come back on the show. Um, Thank you. So you know, each each week you do it, you'll get a little bit better as you get practice. It's uh, um, you know, and the uh, you know, and I and I know you'll succeed. Hey, even the card said you'd succeed because uh, you know. Anyway, that's a that that's a different discussion. But uh, yeah, just uh, you know, I'm, I'm I'm really happy to hear you on again, and uh, I'm sure mm-hmm. the the, the, the mm-hmm. listeners are also happy to hear you on again. And yeah, uh, well, I hope so. Just giving you <laughs> some uh, you know, giving you some positive vibes and encouragement and uh, and all of that. Much appreciated. Much appreciated. And for the clips, thank you. But the encouragement and the support of the show is, it's just wonderful. And all of your your support. Yeah, Phone Boy is whom really, between Phone Boy and Fletcher, I simply would not be here with all of this gear and software that I needed to be where it needs to be. Still working on it. So thank you for your understanding. But. Yeah, that's what I was saying when I joined the show. I'm still there now, months later. It never ends. Getting more <laughs> look, stuff. I'm getting look what Booberry and Lavish can do with their streams. <laughs> it's all good and fueling streams. our dreams. <laughs> yes, thank you, thank you, thank you. It's good times. It's going to be many good times to yes. be had in the green room. Thank you. Yes. Thank you, Fumble. And on the streams. Yes, and thank, thank you, Corkus. Cheers. You'll also fuel the dreams. Mm. And for this, we'll I toast. That. Mm. Clink. Shlancha. Cheers. Salud. Cheers, mi amigo. I'm going to do a little Spanish Salud. tonight because it's, cause it's yes. Los Muertos. Si, si, yeah. senor. Well, we're about a uh, half hour into our uh, broadcast for tonight, so I suppose we should go ahead and uh, actually get around to the meat of tonight's episode. Meet us. <laughs> the meat us. <laughs> the meat us. Uh, it just works so well every time. <laughs> That's his wrestling name. If Midas ever goes into uh, amateur <laughs> wrestling or professional wrestling, he should be the meat. Yeah, I can see that. Yes. And he would really bring all the hulking sinew that that includes <laughs> to his role. Yes. <laughs> he, he'd do it so well. He's so great. Shout out to Midas. Uh, uh, Fun Fact Friday and, and Midas Cast, Midas Podcast. And he's uh, a powerful stream unto himself. That's yes. That's for damn sure. That's great. But anyway, please Thank continue, you, Mr. Booberry. 
He Certainly did. A, he just did. A, well, not yet. They didn't actually knight me, so you I I paid for it just because they haven't given you the receipt yet. Doesn't you know, mean mm-hmm. you know. Well, you did the it. moniker is important. Important, yeah. but yeah. But mm-hmm. uh, Midas just did an, uh, an, uh, on his Midas pod, uh, Dagon from HP Lovecraft. I'm excited to check that out. Woo! Yes, thank mm. you for bringing some Lovecraftian content. We love it. Yeah. We need it. Yes, it's so. a very Lovecraftian program around here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cthulhu is coming for us all. One does not <laughs> simply fuck with the Cthulhu. New. <laughs> So much as a glance in your eyes will explode and your entire body will crumple from the inside out. <laughs> Liquefied. <laughs> your Speechless. bones will replace your muscles and your muscles will replace your bones. You'll implode and explode and get turned into a fucking Jamba Juice. No, wait, sorry. We're going to cut that out. No advertisements on the show. No advertisements on the show. Yeah, of all the fluids, (laughs) we're not endorsed, (laughs) but of all the fluids you could have mentioned, Jamba think. Where did that come from, Flatboo? I think a a finely misted meat slurry would suffice. Sounds slimy. That's slimy. Gets protein in there real quick. All right. How in the hell are we doing this tonight? Uh, Lavish, you, you and I going to roll, and then is Quirkus taking the uh, the gal bots to oh. roll a dice, and then we'll figure oh. out whoever's got the highest from a D20 uh, will oh, take man. center stage. Tumble Sounds like a deal. <laughs> oh, um, man, here we go. Oh, man. All right. Here I'm oh, going. Oh, man. I'm rolling. Oh. You be rolling. Uh-oh. Hated. Oh yeah, boy. I did not. I did not uh, roll well. I can feel your, your disappointment. Something's wrong. I can feel it. I. Uh, Are I, we doing? I think I'm bringing the definition of spanked. Um, Sp- critical <laughs> fail. I'm. I don't really know how to put this, y'all. Just say it. I'm sorry, but Do I got it. I got that big old twenty. Oh, Ooh, 20 incher. Okay, I see how it is. Oh, he asked and he received. <laughs> damn. There hot damn. Hot, hot damn. Uh, great, I rolled a four. Well? And, um. What'd you roll there, Quirk? Oh, sorry. Quirkage. Crazy. Roll. Boobage, Quirkage. Let's see. I don't know. Help me. You guys help me. Uh, uh it's roll, give me d- a way to uh, roll. 1d20. Isn't it? One D twenty. Durr. Duh. I I, I knew I could do it. I'll say a capital D. Ten. Ten. You got ten. La media. Oh. All right. Oh my goodness. Well, I uh, what I know who's into whips, Fletcher. All of us. (laughs) We're all into whips. You, me, everyone. Thank you, Fletcher. <laughs> and if you aren't into whips, well, then wait. <laughs> Give it time. You know, maybe you need uh, whip, a divorce or two. <laughs> You'll get into it. Don't worry. Whip, whips, chips, and dip. You got to have it all. Whips, chips, and dip. You got to have the full dips, party platter. <laughs> lips. Mm, oh, yeah. Tips. Nips. Yeah. Nips, tips. Whips, lips. Yeah. Dips. I like it. Ships. So the first story that I have brought in the topic regarding uh, 
I'm going to fuck it up, but here we go. Dia de los Muertos. Uh, around 2013, uh, and I, I won't really have much talking about the specific uh, traditions within the holiday itself. Um, I'm, I kind of got into one of the main leading characters, it seems, but I thought the story was interesting nonetheless. It comes from 2013, like I said. And apparently... Disney had tried to trademark the terms associated yes. with Day of the Dead. Uh, mm-hmm. in- we always try to pull this crap off. Yes, of course they were going to try that in preparation for Coco. Yep, and they were. They, I guess, they had plans of calling the movie Day of the Dead or Dia de Dia de los Muertos. Dia de los Muertos. 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 I'm not a good R roller. I'm that's not, okay. Uh, see, that's You've good. got us too. I can roll a die, but I can't roll an R. Yeah. <laughs> uh. There's, that's a good slogan right there. Dia de los Muertos. Sir Caesar Amigo. is right in the chat. I'm in love with the Coco. In love with the Coco. Guillermo del Toro. Guillermo del Toro also did one. A movie Toro. about Dia de los Muertos. See, the, the, the speaking Spanish, that. you got to roll the R. You got to do the R. It's just. It's just part Muer, of it. As a matter of fact, people who are natural Spanish speakers yeah, or yeah. English as their second language, they can't mm. help it. They they hit the hard R like when they shouldn't. Because it comes naturally. Because it comes Linguistically. Naturally. Linguistically, yeah. you know, when you're raised to speak a certain way. And the mouth is shaped in yeah. a certain way. The tongue is yes. shaped in a certain yes. way. It's just part of it, you know. So they, you they are the biologically. Exposure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It feels good to do it, too, because of the it vibration does. that it causes um, within your mouth and the roof of your mouth and all throughout your tongue and your cheeks. It's mm-hmm. a pleasurable sensation of vibration. Indeed, it relaxes the tongue in a way where the mm-hmm. tongue doesn't often get an opportunity to relax the tongue. That's the most active muscle in the body. Mm-hmm. You That's know. Right. Right. <laughs> Booberry. 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 I, I want you to go I want you to go down and hum the national anthem. <laughs> That's what she said. Know. Yeah, yeah. Now the Terrible. alphabet bitch. Okay, All right. So continue. back to Very uh, charming. Back to this article. Uh, <laughs> I'll read some quotes from it. Uh, Disney yes. naturally received some major backlash for trying to trademark the name of a holiday. What is more oh, yeah. culturally appropriative than claiming ownership over an entire celebration, especially one with indigenous roots? Uh, the trade. Uh, and let me back up here for a second. They wanted to print the phrase on a wide range of products from fruit snacks to toys to cosmetics. Um, and that was across many different platforms. Quote, the trademark intended to protect any potential title of the movie or related activity, a spokeswoman for Disney told CNN Mexico at the time. Since then, it has been determined that the title of the film will change, and therefore we are withdrawing our application for trademark registration. Yay! You did it. Uh, But prior to withdrawing their application, Disney received extensive extensive backlash from the Latinx community. Latinos all over the social media expressed their disdain for Disney's bold and offensive attempt to take ownership yeah, of the man. holidays. La Raza don't fuck with that shit, man. They ain't fucking gonna be screwed by Disney. La Raza don't fuck with that shit, bro. 
Anyway, sorry, please continue. And uh, there was a petition that was eventually started on change.org that uh, garnered 2,100 signatures. Um, what else do we got here? Uh, although Disney didn't acknowledge whether the online uproar had influenced them to retract their trademark request, they were clearly paying attention. Lalo Alcarez, a Mexican-American editorial cartoonist, had expressed open disdain at what he called Disney's blunder, creating Muerto Mouse, a cartoon criticizing said blunder <laughs> in person. Well, and wow. If you stand by here Death for Mouse. two seconds, I will actually drop... You uh, actually draw this mouse. Yes, right here, live on the air. Boom. And just drop that into the hashtag green room. That's what I fucking forgot. If you want to hang out with us during the shows every Monday nights, that's at 7.30, 9.30, 10.30 Eastern, respectively. You can head over to badradio.live and find our green room. It's the hashtag green room on irc.zeronode.net. Ooh. Almost you rolled that one out. You rolled it out well, sir. You didn't fuck shit up, bro. You straight shooter, son. <laughs> didn't twist that tongue beyond retrieval. Yeah. So Pop. it it turns out that uh, Disney ended up hiring this artist uh, as a consultant for Coco. Mm. Uh, he he received quite a bit of backlash himself for uh, selling mm. out, or <laughs> is it selling out or buying in? That is the question. Both. Uh, the author uh, at this point in the story about faces and praises the movie for nailing uh, for nailing it and its magic in general. Quote, Coco seamlessly captured the beauty, magic, and wonder of Dia de los Muertos, depicting the holiday with reverence and respect. Mm-hmm. And after becoming the top grossing film of all time in Mexico, it's safe to say that Coco helped Disney bounce back wow. from its trademark mishap. And even if more controversy is bound to emerge in the future, <coughs> we are <coughs> Mulan. <coughs> Excuse me. Everything Sorry. Count on since. it. Yeah. I they can got count something on stuck it. in my throat there. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So that's what, uh, that was one of the more recent stories related to Day of the Dead. Um, I, I saw the movie, you know, it's like, it was pretty good. Um, mm. kind of takes me to get, takes a lot to, I, how would I phrase it? Get really wild by Disney. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. Especially with all the, f- you know, all of the fuckery that they, for lack of a much more eloquent word. But that is well, what it is. Narrowed it down. I mean, douchebaggery. Yeah. they have created a cesspool of what was once a beautiful and um, well-meaning company. And it's in its beginning, in its origin. Disney. They, they attack people like we're matters yeah. you know they, they exploit things that oh yeah it's brutal to, like i want i will say i will defend coco the movie coco it is yeah. a really good uh representation of, of mexican culture comparative to anything else that's out there it really is well, the good awesome, the bad and the ugly <laughs> i mean it it, it it approaches the whole thing with a lot of respect and a lot of nuance and it, and it carries through a lot of like things that are really Important, you, even stuff like the colors and the and the style and and every and the music, and and the whole point of Dia de los Muertos, which is to honor the dead. They they really go through you know and they they do that well, but they are of course made by a shitty company you know that that intends to rule the world. 
And that's that's what you always have to... At the end of the day, that's the bottom line. Yeah, if it's not obvious to people how much their agenda is to dominate and completely monopolize, then they're not paying attention at all. Yeah. Because they're very aggressive about it, and they make no qualms about that agenda. They really reach out and try to take all the pieces of the pie and claim as if they were always on that track. And that's not true. If you listen to some of the things, if you read some of the things that Walt Disney said in the, you know, beginnings and what he was really hoping for, the direction of his company. Mm-hmm. It wasn't it wasn't all about corporate. In fact, it wasn't at all about corporate greed and the need to exploit anybody or anything. It's seemingly Seemingly that to me when I read the way that he spoke. And uh, I have not mm-hmm. watched any interviews with him, so don't quote me on that. Don't at me, bro. Don't at Quirk. Don't at me. Bro. No, but it's true. You know, we should look a little more into that because maybe there are some real influences that even he did not conceive or that maybe even he wasn't truly aware of. Mindfully, so uh, that that is kind of the the gist you get with him is mm-hmm. he, he was a very enthusiastic, energetic, artistic person. Yes. But when you go to Disneyland and you look into the history, you find that mm-hmm. it was actually his brother who was the businessman who ran a lot of that stuff. And you kind of get the vibe that they came from an old family, and you know, you mm-hmm. get the Masonic thing in Club Thirty Three and all that stuff. Yeah, that's and right. Ultimately. Club Oh. It's ultimately rooted in that. I don't think Walt himself was super into it himself, but the 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 sincerity of the company has been exploited so heavily now, and and the just they just get you right where where they want you, which is they get you when you're young. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like what the church say about the church. You know, they did everything to hook children and yeah. program them. I didn't realize any of that when I was growing up watching Disney films. I just love the artistry of it and sure. the creativity of it was actually magical. It felt it magical. It looked magical. Yes. It's different than anything else. It's incredibly creative. The amount of work yes. that's put into it is, is amazing. Yeah. I couldn't detect any underlying nefarious themes, nor would I, because I wanted to be taken in. I wanted to be transported into the fantasy, and mm-hmm. as did all of the children I knew that watched that watched Disney films. Mm-hmm. I mean, I knew some that couldn't stand them, but we all had something—at least one or two Disney flicks that we resonated yes. with or that we enjoyed. So it wasn't all flowery and. And it's not only that, but is is instrumental in our identity and and frivolous. Yeah. I'm oh, sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. Cut no, you no, off. not at all. Um, it is. An integral part of American culture, Disney. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's got. Yeah, I like that though. Everybody's got their Disney movie. Mine is, mm-hmm. uh, is at least Book. one. Oh, that's Walt's last movie. <laughs> yes, Walt's last yeah. movie. That's, that's <gasps> oh, my was movie. it? Oh, that was his yeah, last oh, movie. You know that was one of the too. best. That it's was one so of the best. Good. It's it's prime Disney. It's it's Disney in it at its top. It's you can tell they really put a lot of energy into that too. A ton and and uh, and and veteran guys. You can tell that there's a lot of experience going into it. Mm-hmm. Everybody who's making that movie knew exactly what the hell they were doing, and they got all these great cats like Louis Prima and all these great actors to be part of it. 
and uh, John um, Goodman before he was John Goodman in a previous life, the, the other actor. It's not actually John Goodman, but it's... <laughs> oh, that's a good yeah. way to put it. Yeah. I but don't. Disney, just like everything else, is run by psychos now. So what are you do? And exactly when did it turn in that direction is a good question. Was it when his brother had more influence and control, or was there more of an external influence? Ones that, you know, maybe we can't discover or are not able to discover because maybe just it's not out there. But it would be good to see. It would be good to look into that as well. That happened with, to a degree, that also happened with Henson's company, the Jim Henson company. Which is ultimately taken in by Disney and is now a Disney asset. Yeah, actually, they were supposed to. Yeah, they were supposed to acquire it. Um, And both Henson and Disney were working on that deal and shook on it. From what I've read, uh, if I understand this and if I recall correctly, they shook on it, they were satisfied with the deal, and the very next day, Jim Henson died. Mm. Yeah, at a very young age. I believe he was in his early 50s. So, Yeah, he was, he was young, which is sad. He's such yeah, a it, massive Oh, God, yes. And his heart was pure, I feel. It really came through in everything that he communicated yeah. with the Muppets and just everything. Kermit that is, he, is him. Yeah. You know? And, and yeah. that's who he was. And everybody says that. You know, he's just like this, like, mm, okay, <laughs> kind of guy. Yeah. There was such immense passion, too. And for me, um, Henson was indelible. He was, his work was. It just so worked its way into my psyche in a way that has has left a mark, a positive one, an mm-hmm. inspirational feeling on my soul. Because my favorite childhood movie of all time is The Dark Crystal. And that's why my alternate alias is Gelfling. Because I love mm-hmm. the Gelflings. Mm-hmm. And so, and the pod people and the mystics and the skexies. <laughs> it's yeah, really yeah. creepy. It was very, very dark. But he pulled in a lot of various international talent for that, for that movie. And uh, Wendy and Brian Froud were the two brilliant conceptual artists that created the world of Thra and all of the, all the creatures and mm-hmm. they helped forge them and give the, you know, give the artists something to work off of. And they just kept, you know, they kept creating and expanding the whole world as much as Henson encouraged them to, which was, well, copiously. He wanted them to have no limits to their imagination. No real budgetary limits was the idea that he gave them. Just mm-hmm. create at <clears throat> will and bring forth your best, whatever you've got. There's nothing that is too creepy or too scary or or too mm-hmm. intricate. And yeah, uh, we're mm-hmm. really going off of the really yeah. going off of the path there. The bottom line <laughs> is, is Jim Henson is the Mozart of puppetry. So we'll just yes. leave it at that and, yeah. and uh, get it back to whatever we're talking about. I guess. Mm. Yeah. So what That's we were uh, yeah. what we were getting ready to go into is yes. uh, covering one of the characters uh, or deities, uh, more appropriately, that is featured prominently inside of Day of the Dead. And this was uh, someone that I was not familiar with before today when I started uh, doing a little bit of reading. And this is La Katrina. I hope I got La that right. La Katrina. La Katrina. La Katrina. Mm-hmm. 
Yep. And uh, her origin actually begins with the Aztecs who worship yes. a goddess. Uh, they say goddess of death in this one article, but everything else that I was reading, it seems like he was more typically represented uh, as a male goddess, or excuse me, god. Uh, and I'm actually looking for... Or an androgynous god, perhaps? Yeah. Uh, where in the world is that? Where in the world is Carmen San Diego? Ah, here we go. And I have the pronunciation <laughs> of uh, this god's name, and we will uh, get to him just here in a little bit, but uh, just so we know who he is. From Aztec mythology, the lord of the land of the dead. How do you say it? Mictlan Tecutli. Mictlan Tecutli. God of death. Mictlan Tecutli. And now you know. And now we know. Knowing is half the battle. Now, coming back to look, Katrina. uh, The the skeleton with the hat uh, that we see today when we're talking about uh, 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 people dressing up, or I shouldn't say dressing up, but uh, putting on the skull makeup for this celebration with the really elaborate uh, sort of... um, not party flair, but it's a very festive wear. Big hats, big fans, big flowery dresses. Uh, all of this came from, this particular design came from one artist uh, by the name of Jose Guadalupe Posada. Posada. Posada was a controversial and political cartoonist that was liked by the people and who drew, who drew etched skeletons. Uh, Calaveras. Calaveras. It's Calaveras. Can I stop right there just one second? Sorry, I had to. Uh, yeah, no, that's beautiful. It's a beautiful name. Can you read the that description, that first sentence that describes him? He was a cartoonist, and he was loved by the people. Uh, he was he, he, uh, he was, was a satirist. A, and I want you to say it like he's a great uh, co- communist revolutionary. Uh, Posada was a controversial and political cartoonist that was liked by the people and who drew and etched skeletons. Uh, Calaveras in a satirical way to remind people that they would all end up dead in the end. It is said that he drew the dandy looking female skeleton with a fancy feathered hat because some Mexicans had aspirations to look wealthy and uh, uh, aristocratic like the Europeans at the time. Hmm. And that's La Catrina, actually, that he was depicting. And that is the main focus of the show art for tonight is this original drawing done by Jose. uh, Jose Guadalupe Posada. Jose Guadalupe Posada. That's Mm -hmm. a classic piece of art. A classic uh, depiction of Dia de los Muertos. It is. The classic hat. It's a big big hat covered with flowers, typically marigolds, Mm -hmm. which are the uh, traditional flower for Dia de los Muertos. And uh, it's a skeleton wearing a big ass hat and having a good time. That <laughs> political satire that it ended up being perceived as, as well, his intent, they say part of his intent or the whole of his intent was to illustrate exactly the decline of acknowledgement of culture, the original culture. And it was a real bone of contention, if you will, because they were denying their own heritage and they were complying. They were becoming what society was pushing them to become. 
and going against their roots. Even so, in a way, he, he had hoped to put a fine point on the shame and trying to transform oneself as society pressured them to do, as European society pressured these ladies, the aristocratic ladies of Mexican descent, some of them, to do. And those that were really giving into that were those he wished to address. From what I've read, and if you look at the art, it's pretty clear. And so from there, also, depictions of La Catrina were, became prevalent. As well, the political satire was continued in newsletters and in mock, uh, mock you know, papers. And they used the calaveras, the skeletons, to depict all life and in a way that was contributed to by writers and artists and it became a real um yeah it became honestly it was the meme of the time so <laughs> in certain circles it became a bit of a meme it does have all the hallmarks of a meme and uh yeah i mean to kind of echo what you said there it was to remind people to be themselves and to stop trying to be something that they weren't no matter how rich or poor you, you were no matter the color of your skin and no matter what society you belong to, in the end, you would all end up as skeletons. And one of his most popular Bones sayings, I, I like this one a lot. Death is democratic. Yeah. Have you ever seen the death card uh, in the tarot deck, the classic uh, death card? Death, here, I'll pull it up. As a matter of fact, in the chat, you can do that with... Uh, Exclamation mark art and then death. And I've got the 4chan Pepe. Death arrives in black armor on a white horse and all bow before it. The king, the priest, the merchant, the peasant. All bow before the black knight on the white horse. Oh, which is death. Uh, oh, yeah. Hit, hit me with the boobs. Oh, my God. Uh, on the spot. From your grave. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Welcome to your doom. Welcome to your doom. I had that page buried. I was I was getting ready to queue up something else, but I I just someday thought, I will have my own soundboard and I I will just rip that out because that's that's my that's my go to that's my yes. fucking favorite thing ever. Ah, oh, God. Anyway, thank you, thank you, Blueberry for. Yes. I do have but, a relevant clip from a, a, a old Instagram post from last year. Let's see if I can get this to work. An old post. It's an old post, sir, but it checks out. Where is the volume on Instagram? Oh, Good luck with that. Bring him to me. I do not frequent well, that site, so I couldn't tell you. Uh, balls. Well... It's from the, uh, it's from the, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, Bill and Ted's bogus adventure. Bogus. <laughs> this is going to be you good. Might be a, you might be a king or a little street sweeper, but sooner or later, you'll have to dance with the reaper, is what he says. It's very catchy. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I believe that but was Aristotle. But as to its meaning. Yes. Mm. Uh, and, uh, oh, I, I lost my, I lost my notes. 
Uh, so from from there, from this artist, uh, La Katrina uh, became a strong symbol for the numerous Day of the Dead activities. Women paint mm-hmm. their faces in colorful makeup and dress with elegant outfits. Elegant outfits is what I was looking for. Uh, mm-hmm, celebrations mm-hmm. are held in the ceremonies uh, where the mood is jovial and people cheerfully commemorate their love, their lost loved ones, offering them flowers and some of their favorite foods and beverages from when they were still alive. Uh, La Katrina is about living your true self, and it's also about not pretending to be someone you're not. No matter what you look like uh, and where you come from, you will end up a skeleton in the end with everyone else. Which yes, I can dig. That's true. I, I, I can. I, I like that. It's mm-hmm. a solid message about mm-hmm. mortality and a vulnerability. And there's which we all possess. Yeah, that's right. This, that. this will tie into the marigold thing. I tell you about later. The flower. That mm-hmm. is yes. With it's the all flower about fragility. of the dead. Yes. It's all yeah. about the, the 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 weakness. The weakness. Yes. We're so weak, We're like a bag of meat, mm. just yeah, waiting fragile. to be exploded by a grenade or something. You know? Squishy. <laughs> So squishy. So the flip side to Katrina was uh, this dude. From Aztec mythology, the lord of the land of the dead. How do you say it? Mictlan Tecutli. (laughs) Mictlan Tecutli. As you just heard, he was the Aztec god of death and uh, was worshipped across Mesoamerica and was closely associated with owls, spiders, bats, and the direction south. In the creation, the Aztec creation myth, it was uh, he attempted to actually delay Quetzalcoatl from his journey into the Mictlan, which was the uh, underworld. The underworld at the time. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so uh, here's a little bit of a backstory into the creation myth. It's short. Uh, Quetzalcoatl was searching for the bones of the creatures <laughs> from the previous world of the fourth sun in order to make mankind. Amongst the trips and tricks and difficult tasks, uh, he was set. Sorry, Mick, uh, Mick, Mick, even with even with even hearing it, I can't do it. Uh, so the god of death was, was set was to insist that Quetzalcoatl could only take the bones away with him if he went around the underworld four times, blowing a conch shell trumpet. The task was mm. not quite as simple as it seemed. As the god of the underworld only gave Quetzalcoatl an ordinary conch shell, so and so it would not sound. Uh, Quetzalcoatl got around the problem by having worms drill holes in the shell and placing bees inside of it, so bees? that yeah, so that their buzzing would sound like a trumpet. Not to be outdone by this, uh, he let Quetzalcoatl think that he had gotten the better of things and allowed him to take the bones. Uh, then bones and all. Far from giving up, he, uh, he arranged for his assistants, the Mitekia, to dig a large pit so that Quetzalcoatl would stumble into it when he tried to leave the Mictlan. Sure enough, when passing the pit and unluckily started by the passing quail, Quetzalcoatl fell into the trap and the bones became broken and scattered. However, Quetzalcoatl roused himself and gathering up the bones managed to extract himself from the pit and get away unscathed from the clutches of... <laughs> Once safely, John <laughs> that heavy accent <laughs> Once it really sa- carries through. Yes, sure. Once, sorry, uh, Quetzalcoatl was able to deliver the bones, and they were mixed with his blood, and from the mixture sprang forth the first men and women. 
The Aztecs did not believe in a special paradise reserved only for the righteous, but rather that all people shared the same destiny after death, regardless of the kind of life that they had led. Uh, There was exceptions for uh, women that had died during childbirth, Mm. people that had died uh, Mm. extremely violent deaths, and uh, there was one, oh, natural, um, like natural disasters, so your storms, floods, etc., uh, those people seem to be um, exempt. So, and you know that the Catholic Church couldn't have any of that, so they yeah. aimed to completely decimate and eviscerate it. So <laughs> yeah. you know, and they and they did. There was there was so much that went on in the modification and the oppression of it could, between various forces. Could you mm-hmm. imagine the Catholic Church wanting to get rid of this gem? This is a Niklag de Kutli, god of the dead, Aztec, god of death. The sound of this whistle or wind, I want to say, is just a strong whisper of death. Now that is a death rattle, if ever I've heard one. You you missed it. The sound of death. It gets worse. I would expect nothing less. This is nothing compared to how this ends. Holy shit, I was kind of cringing. I got a finger on this fader. Spooky stuff. Espresso's oh. done. Everything inside me just shriveled and clenched. <laughs> oh, no. Tasty espresso for you, sir. <laughs> yeah, that was not a foam and more more of a death rattle. A, a very yeah, a very morbid and macabre transmission indeed. And uh, you might remember this from Joe Rogan and Brian Callen playing the death whistle from the the Aztec Aztec death whistle uh, on their show. Um, and they were quite genuinely freaked out. I was a little freaked out the first time I heard it, and I didn't even make it through the whole thing. That was just the first first whistle mm-hmm. that he had pulled. But uh, yeah, there are these uh, these clay heads that are screaming skulls, and uh, some of them have their eyes plugged, and some of them don't have their eyes plugged for different sounds. But the three featured here all have open jaws that they scream out of. <sighs> Spooky dookie ookie. I thought you were gonna play. I, no, I only, <laughs> I only had the, I only had that one. Uh. Oh God, yeah, that that's that's oh, one that he doesn't play. Okay. <laughs> yes, that's you so set funny. me up. You're, You're so teasing funny, us. Uh, clearly, it is an instrument All of right. death. So anyway, an instrument yeah. of death. I can play I mean, it. Hold on, I don't want you to hear it. I don't want you to play it at all. It's just funny that you just. You're just so funny. I'm just, You're gonna describing, I'm just describing the goddamn whistle. No, but it is. You are haunting the streams with the mere description alone, and you know it. Yeah, you're totally haunting up this whole episode with your fucking Aztec death screams. It's, yes, thank you for that. We need yeah. it. Yes. 
Listen, yeah, that's funny. I came, let's cross the streams. I came. <laughs> let's cross. I them. came across all of this from looking into La Katrina, and it seems yes. to be a very flip sided. On one side, you have the jovial family elegance. We're going to have a celebration, and then on the other side, you have death whistles. Okay, it's it's a very interesting dynamic, yes. and it gets even weirder because. I even made a note for myself. How did I get to from La Katrina to these? <laughs> and I'm I'm not going to um, let me preface uh, this. I will not be playing these videos. Yes. Mostly because it's uh, both of them are just music, and the other like the first one, it's just random pictures. But uh, hmm. let me make sure I don't actually play that. I just want to read the title to you. The first one uh, is the uh, uh, the, the uh, how do you say it? The title is uh, God of Death, Aztec slash Maya Mythology, Flat Earth Matrix. And it's a one minute, 44 second video, uh, 2019, and mm. it tells you nothing. It's just, you know, random pictures random. of uh, of the area where the Aztecs lived in some Google search images. <laughs> and then okay. that leads to... Another video labeled, what was it called? Oh, God. Here we go. Oh, wait. Is it going to be a death screen? <laughs> it's the Temple of Skulls and Hidden Stargate in uh, Tehuacan, oh, yeah. Mexico. Oh, yeah. It's right. And, uh, it's time. They, they're, you know, Mexico's got so many pyramids. It's got so much of that shit. It's got to have a Stargate. Come on. But this is one of those videos. Is that coming through? <laughs> Derek no. is so funny in the chat. You want to hear the most? <laughs> that's the that's the uh, Dumb and Dumber reference. Oh, hey, nice. You want to hear the worst what? sound in the world? I realize oh, what's throwing me off now. I was Don't the, do it. Do no, it. I, I realize I was like, I'm muting this channel, but I'm still hearing it, and it's because the... Uh, Computer yes. had switched over my sources, so the stream was hearing some of those videos that I was playing, but uh, y'all weren't hearing shits. Um, Good. Are you still Good. attempting? No, 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 no. I was okay, just, I was just so trying, to, I was just trying to open the video so I could read the titles out. But yeah, I mean, it's one of these videos where it's all text based, and he does this yeah. video based presentation along with photos talking about the hidden Stargate in Mexico, and I just I find that really interesting. I. I I never realized that, uh, you know, I, I guess maybe I was just being ignorant, but I never really thought of the concept of Stargates being in uh, in Central and South America. I was kind of assumed it was more of like a Middle Eastern thing. Where exactly in Mexico does it say that that's located, that Stargate? Uh, Tehuacan? I'm butchering all of these pronunciations. <laughs> T-E-H-U-A-C-A-N. Tequan, I think. What was yeah. that lavish? Uh, I think it's Tequan is the way Tequan. it wants, but I I could be wrong. But uh, yeah, I mean they do have a lot of stargates there. The, the reason why I think that everything is preserved so well in the Middle East is because it's a desert and nothing can rot, and every, all the stone stuff that was built was built so well that uh, the stuff that exists today was built so well that it's still there now. A lot of the the pyramids and a lot of the stuff that would be in Mexico and in South America that would be comparable to Egypt is grown over with jungle and with, with foliage. And it's been, um, 
it's been reduced to, to hills. I mean, you, you go there and it looks like a hill. Except for the, the few things that are still, actually, the pyramids that are still, like in, in uh, Tenochtitlan, I'm pretty sure that there's like a lot of cool old stuff that, uh, that still exists there. I'd love to visit that someday. And see the great walls of uh, Machu Picchu and, and the other um, ancient fortifications in Peru and South America that have like the laser melted walls. The walls that have these giant multi-ton stones that are so perfectly fit together. There's no way that any ancient civilization could have possibly accomplished it with just stone chisels and things like that. I love and we're that still stuff. struggling to really explain that even with modern technology even with our advanced modern technology because there there's still there's still some construction that they haven't been able to replicate from what i understand there's things that That, we could replicate yeah i mean when you just think about that i mean we could jump to all kinds of radical conclusions but the mystery remains indeed it is fascinating, especially all the stargates that have been discovered, not to mention the ones that are very likely being hidden or guarded by various militia throughout the world. Mm. So you have to wonder the ones that are still being used, the ones that really inspired Stargate, the series, and other topics and books surrounding that whole, yeah, just that whole concept that who really put those stargates there? Well, in in different cultures that it was tied to and their beliefs in them and that they were portals to other dimensions or worlds. And, uh, you know, what could they really do but speculate? But maybe they did travel them. We weren't there. Maybe we they don't still know. are. You know, I think know. that uh, They Live is, is a documentary and that, you know, there's a couple of portals that branch off to the Pleiades and a couple other places, probably mm-hmm. Orion's Belt. And, uh, and of course, the closest uh, star to us, which I think is, what, Vega or something? Uh, I forget. I'm, I'm a little too stoned to remember the, all the particulars. <laughs> it's been a while since I've really looked into a star chart. But, yeah. And, and the, the Aztecs knew all about that stuff. That's all, all their calendar and all that stuff is rooted in some very long timelines and some very long windows of time that they calculated um, with the stars and and with you know a certain amount of math that they had access to at that time, which leads to conjecture that they got that from a, a more ancient civilization that knew more than they did. And, and yes, there's an ancient civilization. This is Graham Hancock, which has been referenced in the chat by Ringo. No agenda. Uh, Graham Hancock, who who goes into you know that sort of a thing. Very ancient civilizations that came from a place where they were very advanced, more advanced than we are now, uh, maybe even extraterrestrial influence, perhaps, or or otherwise. Um, and, and we lost that over time because people are just human beings have amnesia. Also, <laughs> can't remember anything. some of those relics have been destroyed and plundered and hidden and... <laughs> Really, yeah. They're either taken by from the, us. Uh, the British yeah. museums, or it's in the Vatican vaults, private or collections, or it's underneath the Pentagon, or it's yes. in some strange DUMB out in a desert somewhere that we don't know. <laughs> you know, like where Area, Area Fifty One <laughs> used to be, Area Fifty Two. <laughs> yeah, Area Forty Nine. 
you know. S4. S4, K2, K3, K4. Yes. The Dulce base. Just goes on and on. And it's easy to dismiss it as... Old school NORAD. Remember NORAD? Oh, yes. Yes. That's that's kind of a close enough jumping off point to my last clip, and I can play this and then pass it off to y'all, but... uh, Turns out, face. turns out, motherfucking UNESCO has a page about uh, uh, <laughs> the Day of the Dead, which I thought was I hate that guy. Kind of, kind of interesting. Um, I, they got a video presentation here, but like, it's a very. It was, it was weird. Like, I just for this to be some uh, submission to the UNESCO, which is the United Nations Educational, Scientific and Cultural Organization. This just feels like some college video essay. And, uh, where is, uh, eyes are getting blurry. It's hard to read. Uh, here's just a small Don't lose it yet. portion of, uh, three minutes. That doesn't sound right. Let's try it right here. Uh, where are you at? There we go. The dead are divided into several categories, according to cause of death, age, sex, and in some cases, professional activity. A specific day of worship, determined by these categories, is designated for each deceased person. The Day of the Dead celebration has great spiritual and artistic richness, and is of considerable significance in the daily life of the indigenous communities, bringing a philosophical dimension to both life and death. This fusion of pre-Hispanic religious rites and Catholic feasts brings together two distinct universes and allows cultural syncretism between indigenous thinking and the ideological system imported by the Europeans in the 16th century. The annual encounter between the indigenous people and their ancestors fulfills a social function by affirming the role of the individual within society. It also contributes to reinforcing the political and social status of Mexico's indigenous communities who strive to preserve their cultural diversity. It was a very, uh, you know, I'm not trying to talk shit on anyone. It just felt like a very amateur production for it to be listed on UNESCO's uh mm-hmm. main page, right? Um but I, it seemed amateurish. Yeah. But I do like that uh that distinction that he makes where you have the ancient mm-hmm. Mesoamerican uh customs colliding with the Catholicism and it creates this new style of worship, you know, it creates La Katrina, the Day of the Dead. Uh, that's that's why I ended up pulling that clip. That was the, it was an interesting um, merger of the two. I thought. How deep into the links were you when you stumbled across that? Uh, uh I don't know, four or five, <laughs> four or five. Clips. Okay, all right. Yeah, I mean, I've so got not too deep. Yeah, I, I got does. I got a a, a link posted to it. Um, Pretty much, it's okay. just a word-for-word transcription of the actual video. Uh, there's some really nice photos posted in there um, on the UNESCO website. Let's see if I can just send one of those over. It just wants to save shit to my desktop, which is not what I'm looking for. 
but it's in the notes, so you can check it out. However, if you go and look at the, uh, if you go and look at the logo in the top left corner, uh, and this is the link labeled Indigenous Festivity dedicated to the dead, take a look at the uh, link in the top left corner, and can anyone tell me what that reminds me uh, reminds them of? Or more specifically, what does it yes. remind me of? I'm looking. <laughs> Top left cor- oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. You Take see a that? gander. Take oh a my gander. god. That is really, really bad. It's uh it's a little spooky. So what we're looking at, it is a it's a spiral that features a circle into a square into a triangle. Uh, it's all one. And the triangle is all one continuous line spreading out in a circle. Yeah, just like the official. Uh, oh God, I don't even know how to put this in a way that's like tasteful. But it's it's the official FBI symbol for like um, child loving. It's it's a it's a weird symbol that child abusing, yeah, sexual sexually abusing and and it's pedophilia. It's, it's PizzaGate stuff. Yes, uh, it's <laughs> it's an official symbol. If you you can go to the FBI's site, they got screenshots of it all over the place. And yeah, brazenly stamped right there on the uh, banner. It's no bad. Doubt. No can't. less, rather. And then you know what's even nuts? More crazy is on the left. To complement it, as if this mm-hmm. wasn't just the most blatantly obvious, terrible symbol that is very much in the uh, in the public consciousness now. And people, sh- if you're if you're not into that sort of thing, you should ditch that symbol. It's it's out. Um, and if you have a team of people, <laughs> they should tell you that and you pay them to do that. But on the left, you've got the UNESCO symbol, and the UNESCO symbol is is a uh, is a thumbnail that that resembles the the Parthenon. Uh, That's right, from ancient Greek. Yes, the the great the perfect buildings they say the the pinnacle of architecture, classic yes. architecture, uh, which also has a is a significant position on the earth relative to the pyramids and and other monuments around the world, and I'm sure the Stargates as well. I haven't looked into that, but and great reverence. Imagine. Yeah, uh, it's it's definitely an important spot. There there are points on the Earth I think that are more powerful. Maybe it's a, a electromagnetic thing. I don't know, but right. So what they're saying there, you could you could perspectively say, um, not perspectively, but you could perceive that they're saying power to pedophilia. And uh, an old school, like this is this is mm-hmm. old money. This is symbology, old. or we're going all the way back rather. to ancient Greece, and which is yeah. the true power. I think. I mean, when you get to the highest levels of power, money is only the thing that gets you in the door. The real prestige that you get, and the real mm-hmm. power that you get in, in the world, is with is with reputation and with longevity. And um, if if families want to be powerful, they will claim to train their lineage, trace their lineage back far, 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 at least to, you know, the medieval times. But if not further, you know, the further the further back you can go, the better. And there are people that trace themselves back to Charlemagne or to 
to Caesar, even, you know, Gilgamesh, Gilgamesh, or, or, uh, I can, you know, Genghis Khan. Spaz traced us back to, uh, Robert the Bruce. Ah, the Bruce. (laughs) Yeah. And, And so people take a lot of stock in that and base their, their family identities on that. And that is, uh, and that is, I think, re- representing itself here on this site. You're looking at the, the Parthenon, which is, you know, we're old, old, old school. We're not just old school. We're old, old school. And then you've got the actual uh, power pedophilia. Yeah, power that, pedophilia symbol. And that says a lot. Ooh. That's well, symbology great. that you cannot dismiss. Hey, let me hit you mm-hmm. with this one, too. What's the uh, what's that symbol from Harry Potter? It's the oh, the triangle, oh. the circle, and the oh, I guess it's just an eye, isn't it? Oh, the uh, the the hollow, the I know the horcrux <laughs> thing. I was gonna the say that sleepy that's, hollow. The the chat will tell us. So it's been a while. I used to be a big uh, Harry Potter guy back in the day. Well, anyways, uh, what this symbol also reminds me of is that symbol. Uh, the Deathly Hollows, whatever the tattoo the that ev- the tattoo that's that everybody has. That's not the Death Eater tattoo. You know, the that's Nazi the Deathly tattoo. Hollows. It's, oh, that's what it's, it's called, called the Dark Mark. The Dark Mark. Well, that's the Slytherin one. That's the snake that's on the wrist. Okay, but the, right. The, the the Deathly Hollows is the oh. circle, triangle, and line, which represents the the you know the invisibility cloak, the the wand, and the something else yeah uh, to to put a to to put a link in the chat for that anyways the only reason i brought that up is that's what this image on the unesco website also reminds me of but there's no square actually featured inside of the deathly hollows uh it it is just the straight line um Mm -hmm. you know close enough right (laughs) no you're right It, it does it reminded me of that too if there was a line drawn straight down the middle of this figure, then it would basically be the Deathly Hollows, but just with a, a square added. Yeah. yeah. And then and you've got... Oh, sorry. And to uh, me, the, it, the Deathly Hollows, it, it's also very uh, reminiscent of an Eye of Providence, uh, mm-hmm. the symbol UNESCO, Eye of Providence as well. Here's something that and really... The Egyptian Eye. Yes. Uh, here's something else that bugs me about this particular website. Why is it not called Dia de los Muertos uh, or Day of the Dead? Instead, it is indigenous festivity dedicated to the dead. Uh, no proper pronunciation, no proper capitalization in the title of this article. It's mm-hmm. just, it's kind of bizarre. I don't really understand what to think uh, of this page. Indigenous festivity. Did post that? I, I did. Let me yeah, see. yeah, it's in the chat. You can, you can correct I'm me. I'm sorry, I, just I, I didn't. It just resents it. It's all good. No problemo. It's a little slow on my end. Thank you. It was just no a problemo. little bit of a lag, a little bit of a delay. Thank you. Um, so the yeah, other thing, just my last thing about the symbol, I just want to say it reminds me also of the Michelangelo, not the Michelangelo, the, the Da Vinci, the perfect man or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's the, also the same figure where you have a, a square inside of a circle. And then the the triangle in this instance would be the man, would be the figure, the central figure that that correlates with both forms. So you also have a a Da Vinci reference there as well. Yeah. Uh, Here's another one for you. Record 
the vinyl, a record cover, the vinyl, and the person listening to it. <laughs> Ooh, there you go. You've got the three. This is three. And then the triangle itself is, is the central figure, and that is a three-sided figure. So you could be looking at 33 right here. This is and plus you have pi, which is 3.14. Oh, my goodness, it goes on and on. <laughs> and then the, the, the uh, angles of each square inside the square, the square angle is a 90-degree angle. So you've got four nines. You've got threes everywhere in that figure. It's both fun. singular and multiplied. Fun? It is because <laughs> you just you see it without even looking for it. It's just yeah. in your face. It's right there for you to acknowledge, mm-hmm. and repeats itself. It seems to spiral continuously. Literally, with the Fibonacci sequence. Well, seashelling. <laughs> I don't. Uh, <laughs> I don't think I'll be able to really hit anything else. Uh, just a quick shout out. One of the podcasts oh. that I have not really talked about uh, because it comes from outside of the No Agenda stream. Uh, one of the shows that I helped produce probably six months ago at this point uh, was a show called Stories at the Ofrenda, funny enough. And it was done by a friend of mine that I've toured with for several years. Oh, this and is going to be good. It's a podcast where they invite people to come onto the show and tell stories and uh, anecdotes about people that have passed. And it was a very, mm. very interesting concept I got on there and uh, was talking about some road warrior brethren that I've, that I've known and uh, that they've, they've passed away over the years. Uh, it's a very interesting concept. Uh, I hope to see more. I hope to see them do more of it. And by God damn it, I have to pull them off of anchor. <laughs> this is unacceptable. <laughs> mm-hmm. Would you care to play one of the clips that I've provided at this moment? Uh, yeah, I can hit you with one. So it would be art bound purpose. Look for that. I think that you might find this. Apropos, yeah. I believe we would create a sacred space when is this you it? an altar, no matter yes. how humble or yes. how simple it is. The intent is to celebrate and honor our loved ones, and so it becomes a space that is very special, calling for their spirit to join us. The altar connects the spiritual world with the physical world, essential to Día de los Muertos to the celebration of it. The four elements of water, of fire, wind, and earth. All these are symbolic in the things that are there. We always put an, an arch. They call it a ventana or a window to call that loved one, their spirit, back home. Like, here's your ofrenda. This is how you get here. Uh, flowers, preferably uh, marigolds, because the marigolds have this very special scent, a strong scent, mm-hmm. and that is one of the elements that beckon the spirit to come and to see their ofrenda. And so that aroma carries on to the afterlife. Candles to light the way for the dead. Petals of the marigolds strewn on the floor as a pathway guiding the spirits to the altar. 
my mother would say, you always have to have a glass of water because they've come from such a low way. They're going to be thirsty. Another element you'd have is copal incense, which is also wind, um, but it's something that was used by the Aztecs. So it's another way to connect with that culture. And then I would say another key element is the storytelling that happens at the altar, that we continue to tell stories about who we're remembering so that how they lived their lives is not forgotten. It's meaningful to have those items on the ofrenda because that's what we are sharing you know, with our, with our loved ones and our ancestors, the things that they loved in life. But having said that, I think it's also really important to make room for newer expressions and innovations in terms of the ofrenda. The tradition is rooted in art making. As more creative minds approach the tradition and create altares, they're gonna look differently. But I think the key elements need to remain as part of it. Nice. Uh, mm -hmm. Cut off a little abruptly. Still working on it, guys. <laughs> oh, no. The, the music, you'll see mine, too. The music really ruins it for us when we try to clip these things. Oh, I love that audio bed. I hope it doesn't ruin it for you. But um, No, I no, that not that the, was, I mean, ruining yes. the ending. You can't oh, end yeah. Well. Yeah, right. It's, it's uh, something that will <laughs> take some skill to really master and a lot of practice. So thank you. I hope that no, you I found that, that clip bed. useful. Yeah. I'm a big fan of the altars. Uh, I got some photos altars, of family that yes. uh, yeah. I'd like to get set up around the, the battle station here. Hmm. Feels very appropriate. Yeah, I've got a shrine set up today for a, a loved one that I've lost recently as well. It's a yes. it's a somber day, but it hmm. is in a, a really nice uh, day as well. Well, we should uh, we should carry on those celebrations into the second half of the second half of show. Um, yes, perhaps a handful of voicemails. Sorry, scream sure. mails. We could have a yeah, scream mail. Bring forth the scream mails. Yeah, all right, Sounds good. Here's the first one. You, 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 you better, you better, you better, you better, you better call your doctor and 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 you better, you better tell him that you that you love him and that you wanna and that you wanna you wanna French kiss him at night. <laughs> at night, you better, you better, you better call him. <laughs> They call me, but da, da, they call me Dr. Bill. Get on it. Dial in those digits right now. Right now. Give me those digits. <laughs> he's the one they called. He's the one they call right. Alex Jones. <laughs> you know, I'll tell you people, you can't have these callers oh, no. call in and do the, you know what I mean? You can't have them. They'll call in and they'll take over your whole show and you don't even know what to do with it. You know what I mean, people? <laughs> All right. That's the yeah, but when you do it like that, lavish, it's the Alex Squatch. It's it's you know it's the Sasquatch version of Alex. It's hilarious. <laughs> you know, I've been walking in the I've been walking in the woods, people. I've been walking in the woods. I'm hairy as hell. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do about it? I don't know. <laughs> the Alex Squatch <laughs> is in the house. <laughs> what is the Sas you Have you heard Sasquatch? Do you know what Sasquatch? Who Sasquatch is like? Sounds like is that? Boo! Oh my god! <laughs> Terrified me. Scared the shit out of me. Should was, we? Should we? I'm uh, oh, sorry. Please. We'll hit you with this next one. 
yes. Can you do that one more time for posterity? That was awesome. (laughs) That's a really good one. Sounds like someone rode the lightning on their junk. Oh, we need more of those. Yes, yes. A professional. Uh, I like that. Professional. That was was fantastic. (laughs) Yeah, it sounded like they were plugged in and juiced up. Yeah, he was jumping off the cliff into the great beyond. 100%. Jumping off of him. Straight down. down. (laughs) He was going full throttle. Full throttle. Yeah, full throttle. Sounds like a handy guy. Lavish went full throttle for tonight. He is uh, tonight's intermission producer at a whopping Mm -hmm. 11 minutes and 22 seconds. Wasn't intentional. Tell us that people want to know. The the people should know that it wasn't intentional, and also if you're using the the revised two that I sent you, then it, it's actually more like ten fifty eight. Oh well, but but it was originally eleven twenty two. I had to make some alterations. See, you made uh, it official by texting me, and like I had that information in my head. I know, and I shouldn't have even said anything. I should have just <laughs> let it ride. But imagine if somebody, were, were, you know, found out that it wasn't eleven twenty-two, then people would call in, and we, you know, we would want Which? that six one two two six three seven nine nine nine. You can call us, <laughs> and you can call us out. And if you don't like my intermission, you can call me and you can tell me, and I'll <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Bitch him out, bitch them both bitch out. The we guess will love yes. it. Quirkus we will. Love nothing I more will. Than to hear some oh, please bring me, me all. Please bring me all of your fire and screams and macabre and morbidity. Bring me the fire. We love it. And Quirkus will will crack. Oh, Don't give Quirkus please the do. fire. Give me the fire. Please do. Yeah. Well, right. We've got plenty of that, but we're, we could always use more. We're gonna get this party started so we can come back and get some more for the second party second half of the show quickly. All right. Load that puppy up. Oh, yeah. Fire up that golden VCR, my boy. Mm-hmm. Golden VCR. Super retro. High def, though. 33K. Mm-hmm. 33K.
that is so strange. I do not know how this could happen. But rest assured, I will make sure it does not happen again. Well, now, come on. I don't think that that quite satisfies my... You are American? Yes. Oh, you must have very big penis. Excuse me? I was just asking you what you're up to with these toys. Nothing. We are very simple people with very small penis. Mr. Horse penis is especially small. <laughs> so small. We cannot achieve much with so small penis. But you, Americans, wow, penis so big. So big penis. Well, I, I guess it is a pretty good size. <laughs> Welcome back to second second half of show for episode sixty-eight of Behind the Schemes, November first. And Quirkus. And Quirkus. And yes. Quirkus. We'll have to I return, that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I had to use the mic mute since the clean feed mute is not actually working. And welcome back. Oh, that's back. okay. That's all right. Welcome yes, back to the second right. second half of show. It is episode sixty-eight. It is currently uh what is it, November? November first, twenty twenty one. Currently 9.34 specific, which means it's 11.34 uh, chemtrail, which means it's 12.34 <laughs> yep. Beast Coast time. 
Beast Coast time. Specific beasts. Yes. Specific beasts. Mm. And, and uh, those were some hot tunes. Gotta say, boo, sorry to cut you off, but yes. Oh, thank on. you. I, I were... appreciate that. Thank you very much. I like it. Oh, <laughs> some really, really good <laughs> and tunes lavish. in there. I wasn't no, that sure was me. who. That, that was my I'm guy. sorry, Lavish. I didn't know. I should just ask instead of assume. One day yes, I'll indeed. forgive you. One yeah, day. Well, we'll see. How dare I? Today is not you that know, day. One day you'll pay the toll. <laughs> you'll pay the toll. I yeah. shall perish beneath your weight, sir. I bow. Oh, to no one. I bow to <laughs> no one. Um, tap, tap, let tap. me just reference the the songs that were just played that they are in the show notes if mm. you would like to see what was just played but uh let me just put yes, the thank you thank you for those tunes one. it was the free harmonic orchestra playing mm. ussa it was crowander playing night surfing it was tendonite playing bbc uh, that was a clip from south park season three episode 11 chim pokemon one of the greats <laughs> vitamin pets uh playing birdman and that nice. last tune was Monologue Rockstar's Zigan Animal. Zigan Animal. Thank you. I needed that. Thank you. And we all needed it. Before yes. we make it any further into the show, I'd like to circle back and give a quick thank you to tonight's Freak of Hazard producers. Mm, uh, yes, yes. We had Double Thought Dimensions Derek come in Woo! with, let's see, make sure I get this number right, uh, three... Thirty-three, three dollars and Hell thirty-three yes. cents. Woo! Thank you. Thank Bringing you so the triplicate threes. Thank you so much, Double Thought. It's very That's thoughtful of you. All we needed. Thank you very much. That is Derek of the Double Thought Dimension podcast. Yes, which doublethoughtdimension.com. and he was a guest on our show, episode fifty-three, I believe. Flesh bag minus minus. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> He was a wonderful guest, he's a wonderful person, and I uh, highly mm. recommend you listen to his show, Double Thought Dimension Podcast. We also had uh, Ringo underscore No Agenda, who was a, uh, a newcomer into the green room tonight, and uh, Ringo sent in $10. Ding, ding, ding. Mm. Yes, you, $10. Every f- little bit goes a long way. Sorry, Lavish. That's very true, my friend Quirkas. That is yes. extremely true, and I'm glad you said that. And I was just going to say, Ringo is a new face in the green room. Welcome, so welcome, it, Ringo. Yes, and already contributing a lot in chat this evening, and we appreciate it. That's right. You are obligatory freaks of hazards tonight, and uh, you know every little bit counts. Uh, if you if you produce enough, we'll make you a road warrior, just like uh, Servo. <laughs> <laughs> who just continuously gives along with his hot bot yes, oh yeah servo has the hottest bot around we really actually do have the best bot other than maybe doug doug is pretty cool i have to say he gets a lot of shit because he's the main bot but doug actually he's, is, is pretty clever yeah. He's taken lag and reversed it, so there's more power in that as well, linguistically, and uh, mm. oh, yeah, shit. and alliteration. So he's reversed our lag and uh, helps keep us streaming and flowing. Thank you, thank mm. you, thank you so That's much, true. Servo. Let me pa- uh, pump the brakes here. 
Ringo just dropped a link into the chats, and I'm a big fan of pieces like these. I actually have oh, one at the top, at the oh, top yeah. of uh, my the uh, crystal altar on top of my desk. Oh. There, there's a resin uh, oh, wow. selenite uh, uh, pyramid that I picked up somewhere in Louisiana, fun, funny enough. Uh, Louisiana. Lafayette, Louisiana. Woo! Louisiana. But, uh, wow. he, he just dropped a link, and we'll have this uh, featured along with your donation in the show notes, Ringo. But it's Beautiful. for OregonSystems.com. O-R-G-O-N-E-S, uh, or sorry, O-R-G-O-N-E Systems.com. Look at this thing. Custom-made uh, uh, Oregon pyramids. And wow. if you're unfamiliar mm. with Oregon, or Oregon, Yes. It is a collection of uh, metal bits and sometimes crushed up uh, crystals and usually some sort of uh, metal charm. And you can realistically put anything that you want to in there and it's all cast inside of a resin pyramid. Uh, but cool. it's, a, it's, a very, it's a really cool amplification yeah. uh, tool. It um, is. I mean, I'm, It's revered. I'm, it's revered among crystal users. Sorry to cut you off there. Well, I've, I've heard all sorts of crazy shit, like people will bury these at the bottom of towers to kind of broadcast the, the good vibes that come from these. He he does them mm-hmm. in pucks, which is really cool. Um, this is some really impressive stuff. I, I like uh, oh, black tourmaline, rose quartz, and amethyst. That's cool. Mm. Gorgeous. Yeah, especially, yeah, especially go yeah, quartz and amethyst and tourmaline together is a powerhouse of cleansing. I mean, even from EMF um, accumulation, but mm. also of negativity. So that is a, that's an incredible trifecta there. And obviously, I, I enjoy using that word, and I'm going to keep using it because it represents, the, represents three. But it is. Yes. It is. Uh, especially tourmaline, black tourmaline is used. In fact, I happen to have some <laughs> resting upon my laptop right now in a little pouch, in a uh. little linen pouch. And uh, black tourmaline is often used to combat um, electromagnetic uh, cumulative effects, the negative effects upon biology and everything that that puts out. Sorry, I, I know what it emits, but in addition to EMF radiation, there are other ill effects of all these electronics in our lives. So many people will use black tourmaline pyramids and other pieces and rest them around the various their computers their tvs so but it's good to keep on you as well especially with everything that we receive from all of these electronic yeah devices Mm -hmm. and towers and it's just we're inundated with it daily everywhere we go whether Mm -hmm. you use electronics or not you can't go anywhere anymore so it's great to have on you it's great to use in your home but oh coupled with amethyst and um quartz i just I've never heard of that combination. That sounds really powerful. <laughs> Whether you believe in the power of crystals or not, give it a try yourself. Because that is how I came to understand the power of crystals. Not because of the power of suggestion. I mean, it is it is seductive. It is interesting at very least. But if you discover that for yourself, you will find that at least some of them resonate. And some of them have an effect on you. Whether you use it um, by you... As you're sleeping or keep it on your body, especially for me, quartz and amethyst were great starters. And I really found that they helped a great deal, keeping me centered and balanced 
And I just felt strength. And yeah, absolutely. Look into it. Give it a try. Um, Black tourmaline. Consider, consider it. Mm-hmm. Black tourmaline is one of the uh, everyday bracelets that I that I wear. Yes, very smart. I like that. Yeah, shit. Mm-hmm. it's beautiful too. Honestly, yeah. it's really beautiful. Don't you think so, Boo? I mean, yeah. Actually, I'm gonna. I can. It has a lot of metallic, uh, shimmery properties. So, mm. some of the you know not all the tourmaline pieces, but some of the tourmaline pieces I have mm. have some real metallic shimmery and. Uh, and they ground say, you, and they, they yeah, put you back. Yeah, they do. Yeah. They they help neutralize. They help neutralize a lot of. See, that Corgus is up. obviously an Earth sign. Can you tell she's an Earth sign? <laughs> she's got she's got the she's got the knowledge. I know a little. She's, I know a little. I know just she's enough a to contribute. About a little bit, you know little I mean? tidbits here and there. You know what's I valued. But let me tap this baby and open her up. Oh, is it time? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, How does that sound? It's time to pack one. Mmm. <laughs> oh, yes, I, this is really good stuff too. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Boo. Uh, the other thing that I quick wanted to say was uh, <laughs> thank you for anybody that happened to catch me five days out of the week last week. <laughs> uh, I suppose it was harvest season. Oh, uh, let me let me just do this for you because yeah, Booberry was on so many. Oh. So many shows this last week. He did the whole gambit. He was on, uh, well, we were on Hog Story together Thursday night. He was on Rare Encounter. Wednesday. Uh, Wednesday Wednesday evening. Episode 68, Cream the Rabbit. <laughs> probably, yes, I... probably the best deconstruction of uh, nice. the female Sonic characters. Nice. Oh, yeah, they would know. <laughs> yeah, you did the whole gambit, man. You, you, this is—he's putting in the work. He's doing the work. Thank you for your courage. But uh, yes, you know, none of it was planned that way. It's just everything obviously had to happen right then and there in that week. <laughs> and then he had to go and work a Vikings game. This is true. I did work a Vikings game Sunday. How did you survive it? That I would like to know because, God damn. Uh, you know, I, a, a I cannot even imagine. I was just uh, mm-hmm. reading up for tonight's stuff, getting familiar. So good. So good. Hitting that pipe I hear or hitting that bong. Yeah. I, I, I took a boost. Mm-hmm. So I'm, just so everyone knows, I'm going to be reporting for my laptop next week on the show because I will be in Cleveland, Ohio. I will be um, on the road. Nice. Ooh. Oh, on the road, I'm flying there, and then I'll be there for a week. So, so oh, I'll be coming with no. a less than optimal feed, but it'll be okay. It'll be, yes, thank goodness. Give it a shot. And, uh, yeah, so you'll be gone for a week then, and you're leaving when exactly, did you say? I'm leaving tomorrow more, uh, tomorrow at around noon uh, is when my flight takes off. So I've got my all my stuff <laughs> packed. And yes. uh, I'm ready to rock, and I'm going to get up tomorrow early and shower and tidy up my things and oh, I get wish in a plane and head there, you know? Yeah, I wish you some safe travels. I don't know particularly why you're going out there, but uh, I hope that everything goes oh, as planned. I'll tell you, I'm going to see my mom. Mama, see my mom. mama. She's out there, yes. my mom. She, she actually just yeah. moved out there from California, so I'm going to go visit her for an early uh, Thanksgiving. and then. Have you I'm been out there yet? Mm-hmm. No, I've never okay. been to Cleveland, go so I'm gonna I'm gonna party mm-hmm. there really hard. I'm gonna go there, and I'm probably gonna run around and go nuts. 
And I'm already seeing some people in the chat kind of excited that uh, I, I think that I'm going to try and meet up with Abel Kirby. Oh, yes. Nice. Do accomplish that. I will try. And then I'm also going to try and go to a no agenda meetup, which will oh. be happening uh, in Ohio at that time, about an hour south from me. So, oh, what I'm a trip tr- that will be for you. Yes. Sorry <laughs> yeah. to talk well, over you. I'm excited for you. It's true. I don't, I don't know what to expect. I've never really been out, like I've been, I've never really been to the Midwest before. I've been to uh, Pennsylvania, East Pennsylvania. I've been to the East coast, but, but I've never been to the Midwest. So, well, if you end up with any extra time, mm-hmm. uh, there's a, there's a spot I could send you to for a field trip. If you wanted something weird and esoteric to check out while you're in Cleveland, it's the Raymond Buckland museum. Which museum? Raymond Buckland Museum. Okay, yeah. Raymond Buckland. Okay, text me that and, and let me know. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I think th- I think we've got a couple producers in uh, in Ohio. I'm not going to name any right off the bat. We may have some in the chat room who are who are in the area, so that's exciting. And I'm definitely going to go out of my way to see as many no agenda producers as I can while I'm on this trip because. That's the that's the really cool thing about this community and about the the No Agenda Nation is that it really is truly national, global, and you can go anywhere in the world and you can find people who listen to the show and who are part of the value for value system. Absolutely. And I definitely would want to go to that museum which was just posted by Blueberry. Hell oh my goodness. yes. Hell good. to the yes. Fuck yes. Oh, my God. They got some weird shit in there. (laughs) I have not heard of this before, but I can tell you that there is an actual... uh, There used to at least be a prominent goth scene in Ohio. That's actually where, um, I believe, that's where Midnight Syndicate hails from. Oh, I was... Midnight Syndicate. I I, I got uh, three of their CDs in my closet. I was eyeing them for tonight. Yes, 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 yes. You you just can't go wrong with me any time of year, really. But mm-hmm. for that spooky feel, for that spooky atmospheric and instrumental feel, you got to go with them. Mm-hmm. Or Nox Arcana. Um, there's a lot of groups out there that do that type of music, but they're the two main groups for me that really nail it well. They really put their all into it. And uh, there's such they, a cool music scene out there. <laughs> I hear I hear Minnesota has a baller baller music scene. Yeah, I have th- not taken full advantage of it, but Booberry, yes, trying to. Booberry, you seem to. You really seem to. You bring a lot of. Oh, by the way, great report. Did I tell you that? Great report on uh, bowl after bowl. Report. I love that report. <laughs> yes, it was fucking great. So oh, I was like, no was wonder you were holding report. back. I kind of felt like you were holding back about the the maze, and that's it's like, oh, that's why. We wanted to hear that. <laughs> that was another way that that was another way that you exposed yourself this this week indecently. Uh, and that was your Tuesday night. So Wednesday night rare encounter, Thursday night hog story, Tuesday night you left an incredible report on yes. uh, on bowl after you bowl. Killed it. Going into killed the it. hemp maze, the local hemp maze. You uh-huh. did a real ass report. You asked the guy questions. It was journalistic. It was more journalistic than anything I've seen on mainstream news for the last uh, six years. So, you have a natural flair. I think you have a natural town for that. Uh, and I hope that you continue to do those and submit them, boo. Well, he's just that, so likable. You know, every, anybody yeah. will answer this guy's questions. He's well, just so cute. We'll see. Yeah, I, mean, just, I, I do want to do. Oh, come on. I, I do want to do. Uh, uh, 
kind of music related ones, but it, it's really just something I've kind of got to get over in my own mental spaces. Yeah. I would hate for someone to be featured on a show that they vehemently disagree with in, in some regards, you know? Yes. And I'm yeah. not trying to sell them like a, you know, false promises or I'm mm-hmm. not even sure how to phrase it, but, uh, We'll see, you know, I kind of just trying to be tasteful. You're trying to have some couth. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. You're trying, you're showing class when you do that. And it is nerve wracking to just go up to people and ask them questions. Uh, yeah, but you flowed yeah. well. I think, I think you do so have a, a natural talent with it. It just feels like that came naturally to you. You made it seem kind of effortless. I would have been stammering. You know me. I just went, oh, really? Uh, could, could, could you elaborate on that, sir? <laughs> you're so you dead just, focused. Yeah. I've never seen you just so, you get so focused. It was awesome. Like you just, you just zoned in. It was, it was great. Yeah, he was, he was too. You've probably been in, driving man. there for like two, two hours just thinking uh, about it. An hour and a half. In. Yes, that, that is uh, actually accurate. And then as soon as I got <laughs> out of the car, I wrote the questions down. <laughs> yep. Hey, man, you prepared. That's what it's all about. You facilitated a great interview there. Whether he's answered those questions a million times or not, I could just feel it. He was great. The, the guy you yeah. interviewed was awesome. Yeah. Super well, awesome. I just dropped the mega folder. Uh, Thank the, you. The mega file for all the photos that I took there. Yeah. Uh, hopefully they, they'll share properly. Um, can, can you play me one of my clips just real quick? It's apropos. Rompo 1. Uh, Rompo 1. I think it's this one. Boobery. Ooh. That's right. Boobery. He's already probably a little terse because uh, <laughs> Wednesday was my MoFax donation. <laughs> was your, you know, they don't remember. Like, it doesn't cross over, you know, unless you, like, spend a ton of dough. Like, they don't remember anything because they got to read so much shit. <laughs> oh, this this was uh, this was good. Booberry Mothman of the Miniapocalypse. Got it. The best part of waking up is mind crime in your cup. Oh, God. And he was first out of the gate. He was first out of the gate. Rumpo 2. Rumpo 2 comped. Now, right off the bat, Booberry makes it complicated. I'll have you know, Sir Spencer. Sir Spencer was instrumental. He was helping me pare down the notes. It started at 284 words. Uh. Actually, I take that back. The notes started as a handwritten, straight off of a piece of parchment paper from a leather book that I have, written with a quill tip pen with a feather tip and uh, some really nice dark black uh, mm. Indian ink. Nice. (laughs) And then I realized that this was a terrible idea, and that's when I decided to just send an email in instead. (laughs) (laughs) Not such a terrible idea. Yeah, do it. I just love this. This note was so fucking great. It was. Uh, Yes, it was. Theremin, the reverb can. I mean, is that is that yours? Is that is that what he's talking about there? I think he must be talking about my can, which I don't know what I'm supposed to do, yell in it, I guess. Yes. Or he wants me to play the theremin. I do have a theremin now. I want to mention this because. What? Been, you have a theremin? I've been reluctant to. I was going to. I have not played up. my theremin because you've been nothing but excoriating me and laughing and telling me to get rid of it. And now this is your ploy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's- 
That broke it. Uh, it was so good. First of all, you were the top executive producer of the day. Yes, you, by you leaps so and bounds. Much bread. You dropped almost a grand. <laughs> Whatever the fuck you wanted to write, they better have said. I mean, there's just no exception. We did. There are exceptions, but still. We did, we did chop it, chop uh, 50 words, uh, got it down to two, three, four, 234 words. Mm. Uh, Spencer, Spencer and I spent about an hour kind of just shooting drafts back and forth. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you got tired of asking me because I was just confused. I yeah. was like, what? <laughs> what are you doing? I don't get I didn't get it at all. I was just like, I don't know what you're doing. Thank God Sir Spencer knew what you were doing. <laughs> <laughs> I was just so baffled. I was like, I'm sorry, man. Like, it was he wonderful. Was like, he was like, of all of these, what do you prefer? Do you like chest feeders, big tiggle bitty? I was like, I don't Mommy know. milkers? <laughs> oh, no. The list like, just what? goes on. And he never what? told me that he was going to make JCD say it. He just said, what do you prefer? And I was like, I don't know what I prefer. What do you mean? I don't know what any of this means. <laughs> And then he finally heard it, and I was like, wow, there it is. <laughs> it truly was a joyous moment. Yeah, was, thank you for that. It was that. gorgeous. I thought it was so good. Sir Seat Sitter yeah. says, Booberry, when you sent me the draft, I felt like I was reading Latin. <laughs> I, so yeah, just I a little challenging. This, <laughs> I don't want you to say this the wrong way, but I was like, it was like a Zodiac letter or something. I was like, is this some sort of like... Is there, a, is there a hidden puzzle that I'm supposed to figure out or something? What is this? What is very this? cool. Very cool, but not very legal, apparently. Apparently not, no. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was Claims so, so baseless, we're mistaken as injustice for all. Because hit, hit the, Oh, sorry. Because injustice for all from Metallica had no bass in the mix. <laughs> Get it? Bass. <laughs> Gotta get that clip from Fletch. Face. Face. Uh, I gotta get dumb bitch. I love that clip. Oh, is yeah. this the greetings, he's, greetings one? Uh, yeah, sure. Here we go, Robo Four. Why not? Well, 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 that'll be my last one for a bit. I got three more, but greetings, okay. greetings, fellow airhole gazers, says Boobery. <laughs> 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 I really enjoyed that. I wasn't prepared for it. Okay. okay. When I first heard I got, it, I got to hear one more than five. Get well, five. Do you, uh, did y'all ever catch that? Uh, I, I, I can't remember his name, but it was a PBS, uh, astronomy show. And he always started the show off with greetings, greetings, fellow stargazers. Yeah, I remember that. I just don't remember the name of that. How long ago was the last time you saw that? The OG one? You're talking about uh, the guy. uh, I don't remember that one. What what the name of that is? No, not Sagan. Star Hustler, Jack Horkheimer. Oh, Oh, yeah. Oh. Those were short segments, weren't weren't they, Boo? Weren't they shorter segments? Or was that a full show? Uh, it's been a long time since I've seen. Damn, Horkheimer, man! I saw some of those. Not I like that reference. I did not catch that reference. That's a good one. <laughs> but yeah, you know, I remember course, that though. <laughs> <laughs> greetings, greetings is is yeah. Uh, greetings, greetings, Earthlings. Greetings, greetings. <laughs> uh, so here's number uh, yeah number five? five. Yeah, Halloween brings me to knighthood as Sir Booberry, Knight of the Mothman. Very cool. Could you provide a lizard? Could you provide a lizard person's? I'm sorry. What was that? 
JCDs on the horse's face. <laughs> that is so fucking funny. He to trips me all he, over himself. <laughs> he, he he literally laughs at you, bro. It's fucking funny. It's great. Took that back. Was that JCD or Adam? That's why I couldn't that, tell. That was JCD. He, nice. He, he breaks up. It's so. Funny. Oh man. Could you provide a lizard? <laughs> could you provide a lizard person skull mug? Liquid yes. sunshine so mixed Appalachian dumb. moonshine and a copy of Motley Crue's Too Fast for Love on vinyl <laughs> to do the blow off of. <sighs> Just the visuals. <laughs> With his <laughs> <new size>. ah. <laughs> it goes, uh. <laughs> oh, you can just imagine him. It's just it's funny though. You, uh. you just know we had so much fun. I mean you just hear that and you can feel him his well, giggle. Like, I just love uh, that it's the first note, just right off the bat. This is the opener for the whole thing. You don't have to wait for shit. Hooper is number one. Yeah. <laughs> number one. China number one. Number one. Taiwan number one. We'll finish this one off. Do you yes. know how, what kind of weird looks I got when I put that request in? Okay, yes. Good. Not, it's not the hookers and the blow. It's the Motley Crue vinyl. Yeah. Uh, no one has provided so much it's lamp. Cut in the grooves is no good. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't know what. what Disparaging convinced. the vinyl. What convinced? I thought what? the idea would Motley be. Crew. I thought the idea would be that I do it straight off of Vince Neil's crotch. You do it off the actual. The actual packaging, oh, no, not boo. the vinyl itself. Yeah, like, no. why did you take it there? I don't want to You'll put the grains in the grooves, it'll fuck yeah, up like, your shit. No, you, you should just go with a mirror. Why are you such a dirty bitch? You just get a mirror, like a civilized Damn. person. Just oh get my a mirror. God. Don't be such dirty a hater. Bitch. Don't be such a hater. You can I know have, you have a mirror. You can, do, you can do it off of theater pain if you want to. I won't stop you. You can get high off of theater paint alone. <laughs> maybe I will. <laughs> maybe we Did, will. Is maybe, that a challenge? <laughs> maybe maybe I can toss some little girls, girls, girls. <laughs> oh, no, please don't. How about new? Oh, How about new? I'll be Dr. Feelgood by the end of this, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, you'll no, be no, feeling no. good. Feel good. Do we have any other, uh, are there any more uh, voicemails left? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh please let's let's, let's hear him let's hear another one and on and on and on into the ether it goes. That's pretty funny. He's lost it. You just you just set him off. Nice going. Oh my god. <laughs> I haven't laughed like that since I was a little girl. That was fantastic, caller. Thank you so much. Really smashing. Uh, I loved that. That was fan fucking tastic. Bring it on. That's exactly what we need, and that's exactly what we love. Maybe I got too excited. I'm getting too yeah. excited. That was that was that was great. You are. Thank you, caller. You are. You're going off the rails, but lavish off the rails is Going what we live for. <laughs> Let me. Uh, I'll do this next one, so we have two to wrap the show up with. At the end. Oh, my clips! They were lost. Oh, stop. Mine too. There we go. There my we go. Clips are lost. Ah, yes, but- you are correct. I can yes. tell you what to do, and I just want to tell you: be happy. That's the most important 
thing. Mm. I love you guys. Aww. You're doing great. You're doing the Lord's yes. work. Whichever Lord <laughs> that is. The dark Lord. Be a Lord yourself. Don't be a vassal. Um, Thank you. Yes. yes. Thank you, Fletcher. Be happy. Let's all be happy together. Don't worry. Yes. Ding! All the dings and all of the karma for John Fletcher. Bring it. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Fuck yes. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Fletcher. Oh, I was so hoping for that. Uh, I really wanted to hear him call in tonight. It's like, come on, man. You want it. You need it. Hot story. We need it. <laughs> Fletcher and Carolyn host of Hog Story every Monday's night at uh, 5 o'clock uh, Pacific. So hot. Yeah, and you know what? There was actually synchronicity. Earlier you guys mentioned, um, I think, Boo, that you were discussing Graham Hancock. And Carolyn did mention Graham Hancock tonight on Hog Story. This is true. So that is a nice, beautiful, synchronistic flow there from stream to stream. There was a nice crossing of the streams with Graham tonight. Cross the streams, if you don't believe Mm -hmm. me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Can I, can I spit out a few clips before we blast off on the Aztec stuff to close up? Or, yeah, or I also uh, provided. Well? Yeah, no, you don't have to play mine unless you want to, but they're they're decent. I think they're good. You might like them. I can. I don't have very I many, hear yours. so I can just I can yeah. just whip through mine real quick. I want to uh, hear yours. Yeah, I'm going to play. So the Aztecs talking about the, the diet of the Aztecs, who who are the origins of a lot of the. Um, culture of Mexico, the Aztecs and the Maya. And not a lot of us understood about these things. You know, the, the Maya itself, the name Maya comes from the word peace. When when the Spanish first came, the, the Mayans, or the peoples, the indigenous peoples, they greeted them with the word Maya, which means peace. Yes. And that's why they call them the Mayans. So it's mm. not really a good way to call them. It's not what they called themselves. It's basically calling someone like the Helloans. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, But uh, anyway, the Aztec, uh, they had a cool diet. They were ahead of the curve. They were the most progressive. They ate a certain kind of diet that is being pushed on a lot of us with the Agenda 2030 uh, situation. Ancient grains? uh, What's that? Ancient grains, you mean? Oh, no. They did domesticate a lot of grains, but no. There's a certain kind of thing that they want us to eat nowadays to help Which the environment. Is. Oh, here we go. Do do you know do you know what they want us to eat to help the environment, Quirkas? Insects. Play Aztec 2, please. Insects. The land around Tenochtitlan was swampy and muddy, and the Aztecs took full agricultural advantage of the situation. They constructed artificial farming islands called chinampas, made by building up mud from the bottoms of lakes and swamps. Canals were then put in place around these chinampas to make them accessible and to keep water flowing around them. But the Aztecs also used the surrounding lakes to add to their living food sources. They feasted on frogs, water bugs, and lake shrimp. But they also didn't hesitate to munch on eggs and larvae from both bugs and amphibians. In fact, one of their delicacies was the axolotl, a larval salamander. According to the Florentine Codex, these lake-dwelling creatures could be prepared in a variety of ways. Frog tamales, frog with oh, maize, axolotl no. with grains of maize, axolotl tamales, tadpoles with grains of maize, and that's just to name a few. 
Someone frog tried. tamales, frog tamales, salamander tadpole. Love me some Guacamole. frog tamales, baby. Yep. With some hot sauce that I can't stand because that'll burn my mouth out. <laughs> frog tamales. What would you do? That would is, you try it? Uh, would no, you try I'm it? Good. Thank you. Why don't you just hop on board and do it? You can. Yeah, that's that's the, that's what they needed. They lived in this swamp. They ate the bugs. <laughs> uh, what I was going to suggest was you fuck right off with your frog puns. <laughs> yeah. You can fuck right off. <laughs> yeah, uh, but you should send that clip over to Midas. That's a fun fact about axolotls that, uh, that mm. they'll appreciate. Oh, it's true. It's true. Uh, they they domesticated a lot, so they didn't just do the bugs. They created guacamole, and they also domesticated a very important bird that we all are about to feast on in about uh, 24 days. Uh, please play Aztec 3. It was actually the pre-Aztec peoples who lived in the area that is now Mexico between 800 BCE and 200 BCE that were the first to domesticate turkeys. These early adopters would eat the bird's meat and eggs for protein and even use their feathers for decorative purposes. Their Mesoamerican descendants continued the tradition, and the turkeys that we still eat today owe their existence directly to those practices. These domesticated turkeys were sources of food alongside their wild brethren, which tended to be smaller and considerably less meaty. Some of these alternate meats the Aztecs also fed on came from deer, peccary, rabbits, jackrabbits, mice, armadillos, snakes, gophers, opossums, and iguanas. These animals, once captured, were fattened up in captivity until they were eaten. Mm, if it moves, juicy. it grooves. <laughs> yeah, if it feeds, I put it in my shit. Put my pocket, fatten it up, and I'm gonna eat it. Yeah, and so that was they domesticated the turkey, which I thought was cool. But then they put crickets in the most important, the most important thing that has ever been developed for in chip technology, in dip technology. If you could play Aztec one, just to round it off. Evidence shows that avocado trees were cultivated in the Americas as early as 750 BCE. And a wakamui, or avocado sauce, is essentially just a very early version of guacamole. In fact, it was the Spanish who turned the word awaca into the word aguacate, which eventually evolved into avocado. Meanwhile, the term awakamui was slowly transformed into the word guacamole. Anyway, the pre-Columbian Aztecs would have eaten these mashed avocados with tomatoes and some coriander leaves. The Spanish picked up this recipe, brought it back to Europe, and added a few twists of their own, which is how we get the modern version of the dish. Uh, avocados mm. are literally burning this planet down. Yeah, they're just drowning everybody. It takes so much water to grow an avocado. That's the big. That's one of the big battles in California between the North and the South. It it's, is. it's our own civil war. Uh, L.A. needs all this water to grow all of their almonds and guacamole, yes. avocados. Yeah. and You can grow the guacamole on the tree. You just, it grows in these little pouches and you break it up. And so they, they want our water and they want to destroy Northern California uh, and deplete our fresh water supply so that they can continue being assholes or whatever. And so we battle. But anyway, also uh, Mexican avocados are run by the uh, cocaine cartels. Just so you know. So there's nowhere to turn. Mm. Anyone I buy uh, avocados from, I hate. I hate. I don't want the Mexican cartels. I don't want to support them. But I also don't want to support the dickwad L.A. Uh, 
farms that want to take my water from me and want to destroy my home. Um, so there you go. What are you going to do? Stop the tunnels, etc. So that was the diet for the uh, ancient... If you aren't familiar with the history of the Aztec and Tenochtitlan in particular, um, it's a really fascinating history. These guys were migrants that <laughs> were... Um, they found an island and they built on top of this island and, and they ate whatever they could find. And that is the, the basis of their diet. So anyway, that's my that's my tab. I love Aztec history. I love Mexican history because I am poor yeah. Mexican myself. So I tie into that a little bit. I've got some Aztec blood in me. So I feel that. Oh yeah. Uh, so please let me Latin. hand it off now. I will give my time to the the lovely and wonderful Corcas. Uh, I've I've been informed that I'm overloading my mic, <laughs> and uh, I. I hope that you guys will forgive me. I'm still new at this, and I'm trying. Sounds um, good so, to me. <clears throat> well, I get a little excited, and uh, I'm, I'm yelling. So if I'm, yeah, if I'm overloading your your oral fun holes, the other oral fun holes, then I apologize. So yeah, let me know <laughs> when I get when I get to be a little too much. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to fill up your mouth with the sounds from my mouth. <laughs> I'm just going to stop. I'm going to stop you right there, Corcas. Okay, I'm going to stop you right there. Try to do it right. Uh, just okay. be. thank you for being so patient with me and being willing to work with me to rectify all these issues that I've been dealing with. And Everybody I'm not exactly sure how I it's sound. All it's all good. So Everybody feedback is good. It. Feedback is very good. No matter what feedback, as long as it's constructive, and I've gotten some great constructive feedback here on the side, and I appreciate that. So you I'll, can block uh, them too. You can take it. No, 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 no. From from a pro, from a wonderful pro, as a matter of fact, that I respect oh, okay. greatly. So I brought some clips regarding the. You know, and obviously you don't have to play them since we've essentially moved on from the topic. But uh, one of the ones that. I think you might be interested in and gives a little more insight into the ancient history of Dia de los Muertos is the ancient, it's right there. It's literally called that, Boo. Would you play that? I think people might be interested in that. Can you hit ancient, ancient. ancient history? Yeah, you'll see it. Ancient history. And the uh, zip, the clip zip that I sent you. I got the mix player. Did the thing where it changed the uh, mm -hmm. the titles around? So, I so skipped the marigold thing, by the way, because I want to give Quirkus all the time or whatever. So I want to hear about this history. I want to hear this. Here we go. Mesoamerican cultures had similar views towards death, practicing similar ceremonies. To the Nahuatl, the indigenous peoples of Mexico and El Salvador, death was only the dispersing of the human body. But the soul, considered a divine creation, moved into the afterlife. For the Nahua people, the soul went to Chikunamiklan, known as the land of the dead that was ruled by Mictlantecli, the lord of the dead, and his wife, Mictecasihuatl. The celebration roots began in Aztec, Mayan, and Toltec cultures. In Aztec mythology, Mictecasihuatl, known as the queen of Mictlan, or queen of the underworld, her role was to keep watch over the bones of those who had died. 
In artwork, she is often pictured with her mouth open, symbolizing her ability to swallow the stars and brighten the day. Kind of reminds me of the whistles with their mouths mm-hmm. open. Yeah. Mm. So how much of that is informed by her or by the culture, the cultural history? So that's fascinating. I could not have begun to pronounce all of that. So. <laughs> mm. Beautiful. I love all the, the music, too, in the background. As Junja Cleverly says in the chat, it's like starting up a game of Civ Five. <laughs> um, and then there's, thank you, yeah, I thought you would enjoy that. Um, that was a very nice quality that I thought was worth clipping. There's mm-hmm. one more mm-hmm. I would like you to play, Boo. I'm not asking you to play all of them, but this one, it's a little funny and sweet at the same time. And that's the celebration of life and love. And that's all I will request. In Death Makes a Holiday, David J. Skull said, Rather than something to be feared, death is enthusiastically embraced and fully Mm. acknowledged as a part of life. As Octavio Paz has noted, the typical Mexican soul chases after it, mocks it, courts it, hugs it, sleeps with it. It is his favorite plaything and his most lasting love. In the end, Dia de los Muertos is a celebration of life God damn, that's right. Mm. Yes, Dios I did really enjoy that. Increíble. <laughs> uh, this is the good shit, man. And that was the end of that video. Um, I will be happy to post those links in the chat. And, yeah, uh, send them over so I can get them added to the notes. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's good protection against uh, fear-based mass hypnosis uh, using the, the tactic of you're going to die. Like Norm Macdonald said, it's a it's a beautiful mm-hmm. thing that we've all figured out that we're gonna die now. It's just a matter of finding out what order. <laughs> I like that a lot. Well, that's rather. <laughs> yeah, he always had to put a comical spin on it, and so he did, because that's pretty poignant, even comically. That's poignant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, it it would be something you know. I, I, if if I was if I was given this omnipotent power, I could just do wide sweeping changes to the psychoses of a entire group of people. That would be one of the first things that would feel most appropriate to remove is this uh, weird perversion with just the I guess the American construct of death culture. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a very mourn. It's a it's just a super mournful, and uh, I would say like uh, exploitive at times. Uh, mm-hmm. Just how you know, everything is, you know, even in the afterlife, everything is an upcharge. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and Halloween reflects that with like they they mm-hmm. they respect the dead in in a way, but they don't respect it directly. They do it in a comical or a cartoonish way. Which is rooted in a corporate, you know, it's all about, it's all really pushed by the candy industry, right? Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. big sugar. (laughs) Yeah, big sugar. Like big hot dog, big sugar. (laughs) Well, I mean, even even Day of the Dead is getting, it's getting its corporate touches. Uh, I'd even seen that they have uh, Day of the Dead NFTs now. Oh my goodness gracious. Artists cashing in. Or, oh, what has become of us? Are they selling uh, out? 
There's no low that the NFT won't stoop to. Uh, I just we don't have to get super deep into that. I just I thought it was an I interesting really point. Not. Gosh, but yeah. thank you for bringing that up. That's hella funny. Yeah. Did you guys ever see there was a, a Bond movie, uh, Spectre, and it started with the Dia de los Muertos yeah. sequence. That was and mentioned was a, because... Mm-hmm. Did you mention it already? No, I didn't mention it. I'm sorry that it's, I came across it. Please continue. Oh, yeah, man. This, this one is... Uh, this actually put uh, the day back on the map. Mm-hmm. And they because developed they, yeah. a, uh, a parade in... in City of Mexico, Ciudad Mexico, and they they uh, they totally revamped the whole thing. And the the beginning of the Spectre is this big parade with all these big puppets and things like that. And it's it's a really gorgeous sequence. And the sequence itself is all seemingly one shot. It's one of those really cool epic sweep shots, the crane shots <coughs> that go through and and you see a bunch of crap and they go through halls and all kinds of fun stuff. Uh, but anyway. Uh, that that's that's another Dedalus Muertos uh, reference that I wanted to bring up at, at least once was that scene because they they brought it back big time they got a whole parade in in Mexico City that happens now just because of that scene in that movie <laughs> oh, the influence of uh, Hollywood and film is so far reaching that you have yeah. to wonder is there anywhere that it doesn't other than places that don't have cinema or such developments. And who's left, really? Yeah. The internet is a hell of a thing now. Yeah. It's a hell of a thing. It's a hell of a drug. That's hell, what it is. Hell of a drug. Hell of a it drug. is a hell of a drug. Do you guys know why Clean Feed does this uh, default setting of the decibels? I'm just curious. Maybe it's not the right time to bring that up. but <laughs> For uh, me, it does negative two decibels. So Right. I... I had turned that down just a little bit. So, oh, okay, okay. Thank yeah, you. We'd started, yeah. I think we'd started at minus three or minus two. Uh, yeah, it maybe started it was minus three. Okay. Thank you for that yeah. input. I'm still learning, obviously. And it's been suggested to me um, by Fletcher that I, I would benefit from subscribing to Clean Feed myself. So that that's a considerable option. And I hadn't even uh, yeah, done that. Yeah. We'll yeah. talk about all that. Uh, right. You know, what, yeah. whatever options you want to take, there are a couple options. Yeah, that's all. Take. That's all production stuff. We don't have to worry about that right now. We'll. Uh, I'm probably, sorry. <laughs> you sound perfectly fine right now, just uh, for what we're doing right maybe now. Maybe so not the right time to, to bring all that up. I apologize. Yeah. And everything. But <laughs> he's a professional, so he's very, he's very, very knowledgeable. Sort of thing. Yes. Yeah. He helps uh, me. And a lot. Everything's getting ready to get kind of flipped up and be all loosey goosey again. Uh, as we transition to the, um, to the Motu, but yeah, we, yes, different conversation, different time. We don't have to worry about that for right now. Instead, how about uh, we drop our last two screen mails for tonight? Absolutely. Email body inspector. Oh. <laughs> Whoa. We're gonna give this one a pause. A Just beat. Feel like. And here we go. Female body inspector. Ding. That's perfect. I I love that. Oh. Short and sweet and oh so I, expressive. That's so I I don't know why, but there's something about that. I love that. That is it's so nice. FBI. Can I can you play that one more <laughs> time for me? I'm gonna think of that as I go to bed tonight. 
FBI, female body inspector. Female body inspector. (laughs) Ooh, she has quite, she has quite a voice there. That was really nice pitch. It was really nice inflection. Mm -hmm. It was technically pretty sound. I mean, that was really nice. I really liked that. Uh, I'm I'm, I'm getting greedy. Female body inspector, this Disney princess is vaccinated. Boo! (laughs) (laughs) Is she the same caller who asked about the, the, the death between the... The competition between Xi Jinping and et cetera, et cetera. Yes. Mother uh, Teresa. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. She's she's on it. She's sharp as a tech. <laughs> and uh, here's our last one for, uh, yes, last one for tonight. I didn't catch the last part. They say statues great. I don't know. I couldn't make it out. I want to hear that again, please. Let's see, fast forward just a little bit. Statues great. Oh shit! I'm not sure. What I'm hearing, I don't want to say in the air. I'll say it. No, I, that's what I hear too. So I must be missing a letter, or I'm not getting the whole phrase that would make <laughs> uh. that. So okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I got no idea. <laughs> I, I also don't want to utter that on air, but so yeah. maybe I'm, my ear, my hearing's not the best. I admit. So thank you for the voicemail. Maybe you, just, you could enlighten us. But or yes, please send us I, one, another voicemail to follow up at six one two two six three seven nine nine nine. We're still continue. in the air. You have six more minutes to get a call in. Six one two two six three seven nine nine nine. Six. A multiple of three. Do it. There's Take a lot advantage. of six, six, six in there. Yes. I like sexy, but it's fun to say seven nine 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 because it's yeah, the yeah. universe. Nine nine nine. End of days. Six six six, and it's perfect. I love it. Uh, anyway. I think uh, I think that does it for tonight. Um, I'm not really a great sure. Show. I'm not really sure that what we have planned for next week, but uh, you know, it'll be at the same time, and we'll have something to do for sure. Uh, mm-hmm. Actually, you know what? How about a little bit of homework this week? I've been watching a Netflix cartoon called Inside Job. Lavish. I know <laughs> you and I had been talking about it. God damn it! Yeah, mm. it's, it's it's a terrible show. It's uh, <laughs> I like this one line. <laughs> Smoke this PCP. I know you'd like to get wet, dog. <laughs> oh, that's from Chappelle's show. That's a Chappelle reference. <laughs> oh yeah, I don't really like to get wet, dog. It's pretty funny. Uh, mm. Yes, I'll indeed. Have a, I'll have a couple of clips pulled. I think. Uh, <clears throat> for the record, my my I hate stuff that. Is, talks about conspiracy stuff, but doesn't actually know anything about any of the conspiracy stuff. Yeah. And only, he just gets the lowest hanging stupid fruit. Actually invents things so that they can just be like, oh, look how dumb this is, and doesn't acknowledge any of the substantial material that mm-hmm. actually is the foundation of the of the hypotheses being put forward. But anyway. It's the deep state of Rick and Morty, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
It's it's the it's the foam of Rick and Morty. Mm. Son of a bitch. Yeah, let's talk about that next week. We'll talk. I love exposing that stupid stuff. It's a great time. Like the time that you guys had on Hog Story, which was indubitably, undeniably riotous and magnificent. <laughs> it was great hearing you both. And grabbed uh, <laughs> a. Uh... <laughs> Grabbed a good one from that. Booberry is a uh, well. He's the official hot boy. Oh yeah, it's Booberry hot boy. So oh, hot. so hot, so, so hot, so hot. Booberry, yes, oh, hot boy. <laughs> you have got to use that repeatedly throughout like thematically <laughs> you know we'll we'll see we'll see where i can yeah, squeeze, we'll see. squeeze we'll it see. in yes. to start looking for some ices uh for yourself uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes indeed cool and uh the ability to play them would be nice in the future too on my end yeah you know, that'll be a work in progress. I'm still working on that myself. Yes. That'll be fun. Mm. All right. And yeah. 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 Well, let's fire it up. Let's get it the, the hell out of here. I'm not going to say the Bimrez thing, which has become the thing that other people say. I have but no you obviously want to. <laughs> you really want to. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh. We're going to. <laughs> We're going to do it. We're going to play it. Let's do it. Let's see. Uh. Hey, guys. It's Ringo. Um, I don't really scream, but I wanted to say excellent show and really nice to meet you guys. Yeah. Looking forward to the next one from Sunny Southern oh. Khalifa. All right. Later. Thank well, you. Well, Thank Ringo. you. Thank you. Thanks for tripping. That was lovely. Yes, Ringo. Thank you. We appreciate it. And uh, he discovered us through Bus Bomb. Which uh, I had a conversation with on No Agenda Social, and I believe Busbum is, uh, I don't want to speak out of turn, but I want to say that they were traveling via a schoolie, a renovated school bus. Um, I'd have to confirm that at a later Oh, that's date. very cool. Yeah. Or maybe they were working on uh, converting one. I can't really remember at this moment. Well, if you're traveling in a bus, you're doing that too. You're always working on it. <laughs> mm. It is a, yeah, I've done that. That's fun. That's a great time. Ooh, what are you doing back there? Are you greasing up? <laughs> uh, just warming up my hands. It's a it's a mighty frigid night here in uh, oh, Minnesota. Sure. It's, yes, indeed. When the show started, it actually was a wind chill of 33. Oh, boy. I'm, getting, I'm, I'm stealing myself for this Cleveland uh, mm-hmm. weather, too. Well, it's going to get chilly. Yeah, you're not used yeah. to that chill. Now it's a wind chill. I'm party. not. So I've got I've got some good equipment on hand. But anyway, it's it'll be fun. Nice. Any advice? I'll leave. Let's get the hell out of here. Uh. I like Josh Woodward, Sticky Bee. I like this one. Yeah, that was our Dia, Dia de los Muertos uh, episode. Yes, indeed. Dia de los Muertos. There's a couple of gracias. things. Gracias. Gracias. Yeah, muchas yeah. gracias. Got to dance with some <laughs> mighty fine <laughs> deities. <laughs> bailar. Necesito bailar. Yeah. Espero por la salud por la cabeza. Dia de los Muertos. 
Gracias. I'm just going a little karma crazy. Karma. Here we go. How do you, how would you say scheme in Spanish? Schema. I think uh, schema. 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 Shimsham. Yeah, they trust in a schema. He's cracking me up. <laughs> I can tell you are feeling it. So oh, yeah, baby. We're grooving, we're moving. Well, hey, if you want to see us grooving and moving some more, come back. Hang out with us next week. We do it at the same time, same place. Badradio.live, 7.30, respectively. And That's right. Yeah. And for the next week, I think this is the last time as I sign off, Booberry, Mothman of the Miniocalypse. And all the way from the beautiful, smoke-ridden, bereft coast, my name is Lavish. And attempting to keep the streams crossed and warm, this is Quirk S, and it has been a pleasure to join you for Dia de los Muertos. This show is behind the shimshamas. Schemes. Shimsham. Behind the schemes with threes. As ease. Badradio.live and leave a stream mail. 612-263-SXXY. And they're running a porn site on our show. The best part of waking up is mind crime in your company. Esoteric punk rock conspiracy curiosities starting with second half of show and ending with second half of show. Very cool. Goodbye, BTS. <laughs> that boy man got no future. Why did you skip that sense of I thought our cycles were lined up. Mm. This is behind the schemes. The esoteric <laughs> of your dreams. <laughs> God help us.